My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, oh yeah, when you're finals MVP, you are not the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all gotta start, start appreciating. And you gotta stop disrespecting this man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it is your boy, Pride, the ugliest motherfucker on the goddamn internet. I am joined by my soulmate, the my other half, the light in my dark world, the man who stole my heart. This is my version of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Jay McLovin, how are you doing, my guy? You know, first of all, Pride, mom says hello. Hi. Um, if you don't, if you haven't seen the striking resemblance between me and Pride, Pride is my Dominican better half. Um, yeah, man, it's doing good. It's doing good. It's doing good. It's doing good. Uh, if you don't know what's on tap for tonight, uh, Pride and the Celtics are taking on the Miami Heat and. I guess if, if the Celtics win tonight, Pride, and I know we're going to talk about this at some point, um, that your day is only going to get that much better. Um, you know, again, we have, you know, for uh, those who don't know and those who are pro-life, we have Nate the Great below us as a yes, good sir. example of that. Yeah. And <laughs> to the left, we have Gonzo. So, yeah, man, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm having a good time. Nate knows I'm playing with him. Nate knows I love him. And uh, yeah, man, hey, I, it's a good day to be alive, to be honest with you, Pride. Now, listen, Pride, the Astros are in first, the Boston Red Sox are in last. I don't know how you feel about the Boston thing. I know, you're, I know you're riding high right now with the Patriots doing well and football making the playoffs, and they're doing well with the Celtics, damn near in the finals. But Boston's got to be a massive letdown. No, listen, listen. We've we're on a five game winning streak. Cordero just hit a grand slam walk off, so you could lick our nuts. All right, we're five, okay. We're, listen, we, listen. Eight, we've won eight in our from our last ten. We're getting it together. Rel- listen, we're gonna be. You said relax. We're getting. I hope so. no, no, pride. No, no, wait, pride. I hope you are. No, no, pride. Understand this. Understand this. When I tell you this, it's with great sadness because. You're also in the same division as Frankie. And I need you to get your crap together. I need you to play good baseball because, quite frankly, I'm tired of seeing the Yankees and Frankie at the top. I would much rather, to be honest with you, Pride, I would much rather see Boston Red Sox at the top (laughs) versus the damn Yankees, to be honest with you. I just got one thing to say about the Yankees, all right? Fuck them. Yeah, all right? Look, we do not give them any respect whatsoever. (laughs) 
By the way, Jay, I just want to throw it out there. When I gave you <coughs> that loving introduction, my fiance was just staring at me the whole time. I tried so hard not to look at her because I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Uh, Frankie goes, damn. I love your fiance, by the way. She's a shit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, listen, let's keep her rolling with the introductions because my guy, my wizard, that's what I'm calling him, my savant. The man I turn to when I don't know what I'm talking about, there's one guy I turn to and he cracks my brain and he sprinkles me with knowledge, knowledge that I did not know existed. Okay. This is stuff that I can't even Google. It's true. I've, had, rain, man. I've had a man, another guy here, Dustin, I called him Siri. I call this man encyclopedia <laughs> making his debut on the show. Nate the Great. Nate, my guy. How are you doing today, my guy? Uh, Better than the <laughs> past couple of weeks. I just, I could say that. Um, I heard you dislocated your knee? Yeah, I did. And what are you, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you're rolling with, uh, what's going on? How'd you do it? I tried to throw a baseball on a catching net. Nate, I heard you were found out to be counting cards like Rain Man. Is it true? 110%. I don't know. 110%. My nickname for Nate is Rain Man. Just because, like you said, you got Siri and all the other things. You got Alexa. But I got Rain Man. And that's <laughs> what Nate is. Nate is freaking Rain Man. And Nate, I mean that in the best possible yes. ever. You're smart. And you're intellectually just amazing. Amazing. Hey, Nate, how old are you? I am 20. So God, you're, you're not even legal to drink yet. So <laughs> I, the only reason I wanted to bring that up is because this, like, he's 20, yet he knows things verbatim from stuff that happened in like 1807. Like, That's true. Like, there'll be times in the group chat, Nate will be like, hey. Um, did you guys know that in in the year year three that this happened? And it, I was like, brother, your like your grandmother's grandmother's grandmother wasn't even thought yet. How do you know this stuff? So hats off to you, bro. You're a, you're a flipping genius, and I mean that. You're a flipping genius, right? Now, I have one more guest here. This guy right here, Miles means nothing to him, bro. This guy is a genius when it comes to the wrestling world. He is intelligent. He, I wish to be this man. He's got the beard. Look at that. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. He's got it all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that boy Chris Gonzo. How you doing, my guy? Welcome back. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Finally back at her after another week off of being sick. Who are you telling? Who are you telling, bro? I saw you were sick last week too. What dog? You should. You guys should have seen me on Friday, bro. I um I almost lost the lung. Yesterday I was coughing so hard I gave myself a nosebleed. So I went to. We done a wrestling show yesterday live. Went, went traveled to do one and we get is there. that the one that, is that the one that, with the pope no that was last saturday that the was pope. last saturday oh because i just saw that picture and i was like god Maybe. damn i missed it 
Oh, the Pope was cool, man. We got, I got to hang out with him. I was telling Jay and them guys earlier after the show, uh, he went uh, he went out to eat with all of us. With the yeah, promoter I, I, and I all heard. of us. Man, it was cool. He's, he's a great dude. I already slid. Uh, by the way, AP, I've been sick. I went on vacation, came back, and then got sick. So your boy's starting to get back into the swing of things. Hey, Pride. Is Pride. Back AP to just had a birthday, Pride. AP just <laughs> had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, Anthony Price. Happy birthday, birthday to you. To you. I'm gonna start doing that now. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in a little kid's birthday party. It's like happy birthday <laughs> to you. I'm gonna start doing that now. I'm gonna start screaming. <laughs> hey, Brian is known as Happy Clown. When we right. say Happy Clown, Pride yes. comes on. My son's birthday is in December, right? As soon as we finish, they're like, Happy birthday, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as my fiance glares at me. <laughs> until I would already be dead. I love him. Um, that kills me. That kills is real, one hundred and ten percent. Yuki got upset with me because I had to take the braids out. This motherfucker got roasted for having uh, Kendrick uh, Lamar hair. So I decided to go back to the Cheeto puff hair. Um, <laughs> he said Cheeto puff hair. Yeah. yeah. Was a product pride. Do you have any product in your hair at all? Or is that just straight natural? This is straight natural. All I do is brush it. That's it. You need some product, damn it. No, well, if you need a little bit of product, you need a little bit of product in there. Um, Frankie goes, probably what happened to the braids. So, long story short, I had a do rag, and when I was asleep and I was tossing and turning, the do rag would come off. So, the back of the braids was getting all messed up. So, it was unsalvageable. So, I just did eh, I just had to take it all out. So I basically got to go buy a bonnet and then I'm going to get the hair redone. So it's, I'm not giving up. You will see. I got to be honest because I was I so crazy. disappointed. I expected today Pride to have braids. And when he, when you came out with the fro, I was a little upset. <laughs> I, I was a little upset. He was very upset. I was cheated in a way. I felt like I was cheated Cheating. that Frankie got to see you with it and I didn't. I felt cheated in a way. Cheated. Nate, you hear this? <laughs> cheated. Uh, by the way, don't no worry, man. If you have sex with one female and then have sex with another female and don't tell the first female, that's considered cheated, but it's okay. I'm a virgin, <laughs> so I don't know what that's like. Um, <laughs> Frankie, my son's birthday is December 10th. December 10th. Um, Yuki says, Yeah, I'm back to hating Debo. I don't give a fuck. His big ass punk ass is annoying me. Oh man, I felt the same way. Who did I, I felt the same way about uh, what's his name, Rondo. Like when when we traded Rondo, fucking hated Rondo for like. Have you heard the latest on Rondo though? No, seriously, have you heard the latest? If Jawan Howard, uh, if Jawan Howard would have taken the job as LA's coach, he was gonna have, or rumors are speculating that Rondo was gonna be his assistant. If he would have taken the job, Rondo would have been his assistant, and that's factual. Oh, yeah. Well, yes and no. It's not, I saw the report. On it. Did you see the report? No, no, because it was a report, but Rondo still wasn't sure whether or not he was going to try to play. But you know, you know that right, if Juwan I mean, taking that job, Rondo's name is 
and I don't think Rondo says no. If the money's right, I don't know if Rondo says no to that. Unless you know, Rondo you know, feels if, like if Rondo retired, he would have went with easily. I, I I think if he retired, he would have went. Right. I, I think it really comes down to the money. Because if he can get a little more money playing, he would probably go and play. I think he would to take it, but um, I feel like I don't know how good he would be at it because he, he's a player, not a coach. Well, well as, you don't know as that. An assistant, as an assistant, because Frankie yeah, is a good player. That's true. As an assistant, assistant, as an assistant, I, I think he would be the dude that would yeah. like go and if someone's kind of playing a little dumb or something like that. Because this is playoff Rondo. This is playoff Rondo that we're talking about. So it's not like Rondo doesn't have some experience at knowing, you know, how to control players and call plays. So as an assistant, exactly, not a head coach. Because let's be honest, Steve Nash shouldn't be a head coach. They should have been assistants first and then developed into head coaches. Well, my my thing is, listen, if if, if you – listen, I don't care about Brooklyn giving Steve Nash the head coaching job. My thing is, A – First and foremost, you need to make sure you're not discrediting your head coach before he is even allowed to coach a summer right. league game. I was gonna, let me ask you this. I've got to ask you this. That's a good-ass point that I've been wanting to ask somebody for a, a hot minute now. And I'm going to ask that to you because I know you're pretty – when you first if, – if you hear Irving and Durant and so forth coming out and saying they don't even need a head coach, go ahead and put him in there. If you're upper level management, if you're a GM or higher, and you hear players talking about your coach that way, how does that make you think? Because well, I'm thinking kind of differently. Well, like, oh shit, well, the entire roster. That's how it would, it would make me. No, think. I, exactly. I mean, aren't you thinking like if the, if the players come out and say, "I don't care if Steve Nash is the coach or not. We, we're self-contained as it is." If I'm a GM, I'm thinking a certain kind of way, like. This does not sound or even feel right to me. Well, so here's the thing, and and Chris, if I'm if I'm and Nate, you too, if I'm being a crybaby, I need y'all to let me know. I am probably the most, if not one, like if I'm not the most childish person I know, I'm pretty close to it. I'm a very childish individual. The instant any of my players talking about, oh. We don't need a head coach. Guess what my first instinct is? Oh, out of here. You know, you know what you also don't need? Minutes. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Like I don't. I will I, listen. We, everyone here knows how I feel about LeBron James. Right. You all know how I feel about him. I love him. If I was head coach and LeBron James were to tell me or tell anybody we don't need a head coach, game one. Of the regular season, guess what I'm doing? LeBron. Sit the fuck down and say, "Take it, then." I'm a, no, I'm gonna be a dick. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put him with the starting lineup when we're running drills. We, uh, I'm, I'm gonna do it all. And right five minutes before, oh, by the way, hey, Bron, come over here real quick. And as soon as he gets to me, yo, lineup tonight. Go start, <laughs> Bron. Have a seat. We need to have a little chit chat. I think what it tells the GM is that you don't have the right leader on the you don't have the right leaders on the team because if you have a a, lead, mm-hmm. a right leader on the team, comments like that's not going. Not well, going I think what it tells you, Chris. I think what it tells you is if you have Steve Nash as your coach, and that's who you choose as your coach, 
and your players come out and say, we don't need this specific coach, we're good on our own, then that tells me as a GM, it tells me two things. Number one, our season is already screwed over mm-hmm. because we don't have the connection between coach and players. So I already know that we're behind the eight ball. Number two, it tells me maybe I selected the wrong players to be on this team because if you don't think you need a coach or if you don't think you can get behind a coach and you think you can do it all on your own, then maybe you're not the right – as good as you may be, maybe you're not the right people for our organization. I'm just saying because you know you've already got an issue before the season even starts. There is no connection between coach to players. So basically you got anarchy – raving already throughout your team before your season has even started. And anarchy has never proven to be successful on any terms. And that's just my opinion. You know what I would have done? Well, you know, I wouldn't be mad if Steve Nash decided to do this. Game one, regular season, he walks out middle of the game because the players don't want to uh, have a coach, apparently. I wouldn't be mad if he did it. Decided to walk out in the middle of the game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him. Like if, if I, like I'll tell you this right now. If as soon as they said that, Steve Nash said, "Yeah, I quit," right there on the spot before, I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. I wouldn't well, blame him. Like you said, your your top two stars are are discrediting you right off the bat. So what's that's gonna make the rest of the team th- uh, look at you like? Yeah, and and that's what happened. Listen, you got Nick Claxton, okay? Who I'm not. I don't want to be mean. I don't. But he's a bum. He's a bum. That shit, like, like, people go, oh, he's young. No, I don't care how old he is. Right now, he's a bum. The only reason he was playing on that Nets team is because they had no choice. They had to play him because he's tall and they didn't have size. If the kid was a guard, he's not playing. Right. right? Yeah, so yeah, like, I agree with that. You got him looking, and this lets you know how bad it is, looking at Steve Nash like, huh, why am I listening to you? Then he's turning over to Kevin Durant, and he's like, you could hoop and all, but I don't care. And then he's looking at Kyrie, the few times he's ever seen him, and goes, oh. So you got him literally looking at these three guys like, yeah, I won't listen to nobody. Then you got Patty Mills trying his best. You got Patty trying his best. God bless him, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> because the fact that, like, this dude went through the whole season and then punched somebody, God bless him. God bless him, for real. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And, and then, obviously, Blake Griffin, who, honestly, I don't even think he cared. When they, when well, let's be honest, though, Brian. Let's ask ourselves a question. Let's let's get down to the real nitty gritty. If we're all basketball enthusiasts and commentators, and you know, at least somewhat proficient in the sport of basketball, the minute that we heard the comment of "we don't need a coach" and "we're good on our own," should all of us have, had, have looked at each other and said, "You know what? There's no way in hell a team like this that has no connection to their coach is ever going to make the NBA Finals," and that's just point blank. Should we not have said that right from the beginning? Because you saw right from the beginning when they said they didn't need a coach and Steve Match was basically a figurehead. Should we not have said, you know what? 
this team's not going anywhere. They are they are fragmented. They're not going anywhere. Yes and no. I say yes because obviously your superstars do need a you know a rapport with the uh with your coach. But at the same time, we have seen like as long as there's some respected leader in that locker room, you'll be fine. You think so, Pride? Because let me ask you a question. Based I, I, off of that answer, Pride, based and I, and I love you, Pride. And I'm not trying to be okay. argumentative, but I'm but, I, but what I'm saying is, based off of your logic, if that was the case, where are they now? And where have they gone? What have they done? They didn't, well, listen, they didn't have that reliable leader. Exactly. That's that's that, that's my point. But no, I mean, no. but, but at the point, dude, okay, and maybe I'm wrong, Pride. Maybe we thought that okay. They came out and said they didn't need a coach, that they could do it on themselves. So either we thought of one or two things. Either A, Durant was going to be the leader and step his game up, or B, Kyrie Irving is going to step up. We thought probably one of those two guys, if you're thinking along those lines, I, me personally, I was always kind of like, hey, once you separate from the coach, there's no way you're going forward. Right. But if you want to take the, pro, the, the approach of a leader stepping forward, Kyrie Irving is not clearly a leader. Neither is Durant, obviously. But maybe we thought at the beginning of the season that one of those guys would step up. Is that what we're saying? To an extent, right? So what I thought what was going to happen was that I thought at the time Kyrie was going to play, Kevin Durant was going to play, they would be able to hold each other accountable, and then you kind of let the rest of the locker room follow them. And you also need to remember – they were coming off of a game seven loss to the Brooklyn Nets with when Kevin Durant's shoe was literally was a say, half shoe smaller. They're in the finals. Yeah, by a big toe. <laughs> right. So, like, I get what you're saying. Definitely don't leave my feet. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Let's right. be honest. Like, you know what Brooklyn is? No, from. no, Pride. You know what Brooklyn is? Brooklyn is a really a shit ton of I'm Indians. You got that. a few really talented Indians, but Brooklyn is primarily Indians with no chiefs at the helm, except maybe upper level management. Right. And even then, upper level management, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even think they are. Yeah, I, honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't even. But it's a lot of really like, talented Indians. And yeah, no chiefs. I, I do get what you're saying in terms of like they have the talent and, you know, and like, but like you say, like, if, if, if we're going to go back to the Chiefs thing, like there's always, you always need the leader or the head. Yeah, it, should, it should have been Nash. And and once it wasn't, that's my point, Pride. I love Durant. I know he's talented. I love Kyrie. I know he's talented. But the Chiefs should always have been the coach. Yep. And, 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 you know, and, on and so forth. But they did not even respect their coach. Pride, from day one, this is what I know, Pride. From day one, when you don't respect your coach or give your coach that credit, that automatically tells me you're not a leader. That tells me you're a follower wanting to be a leader, but you don't really necessarily deserve that. They never had the respect of a true leader. And that's how you knew from the beginning that the Brooklyn Nets were always going to be a massive amount of bullshit with great potential. Well, and if you look at it like that too, if you look look how LeBron reacted when the uh, Lakers uh, hired Frank Vogel, LeBron yeah. didn't come out. And say, Lakers are another example of he that. We, we, he didn't come out and say we don't need a head coach. He he got behind them and done, done what he had to do, and, and they went and won a championship. Yeah, now right. this year, this year I felt like they used vote that the upper office used Vogel as a scapegoat. Yep, but they got the first championship for two seasons. They got that first championship for two seasons. So and you know it, Chris. Chris, they got that championship for two reasons. Number one, they were they were healthy 
and they were just simply better than everybody else in the bubble. And, and it is what it is. Well, the second season and third season, it kind of shows you once the injuries hit yeah. them and they weren't whatever, and Braun still tried to bring in what once brought once Braun brought it the second season. I'll give them a bye because they got hamstring injuries of both Braun and AD. So I'll give them a bye on the second season. But that third season, when Braun tried to be a GM and bring in Westbrook and his friends, that's when you just knew that that, that, that Lakers organization well, was yeah. out of whack. What I was saying, though, is if LeBron would have came out when they first hired Vogel and said, uh, we don't need a coach, then the, the rest of that Lakers team wouldn't have got behind Vogel like they did. But by right. LeBron – not saying anything, whether he agreed with it or not, but not coming out publicly saying anything. Right. The, the other guys are going to get the other guys are going to follow him and get behind the coach. And Brooklyn didn't ha- Brooklyn didn't have that leader. Yeah. 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 And, and again, I think that's a classic example of why a player should not be the decision maker and why the coach and the GM should be the decision maker of where your team goes because a player is great as a player may be doesn't always have the best understanding of where the team needs to go to get to a championship and why Golden State is where Golden State is, why Chicago back in their dynasty is where they were and where the, you know, the Kobe-led Bryant uh, Lakers were where they were because they had good, strong leadership from the coaching level up. And you can't let a player just try to dictate where a team goes, whether it be Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, because when that happens, you can see where it goes. It goes nowhere. Mm. Nowhere. What's your What's your team again? Uh, for hey, no. Fortunately, and I love, <laughs> I love Houston Rockets. I am a Houston Rockets fan. Go ahead and say whatever it is you want to say. Right now, we're in rebuild mode. You can say whatever you want to say. Right now, we are probably going to get Jabari, or we're going to get Blanchero, and I'm, I think it's going to be a perfect compliment to uh, Green. And I think they're no, the Rockets are where the Rockets are, but we got enormous capabilities to go upward. So I'm okay. Give it to me, Pride. I can take it. I'm weathered. I've I've been through the storms. Give it to me, Pride. Real quick. No, hold on. Which one? Which? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about the other one. I'm thinking about. Um, no, give it to me, Pride. Nobody, I think. I think. Breaking maybe down this morning. I can take it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just because you said Blanchero, and I thought Blanchero went back, but it, that, I think it was Baycott who went back. It's Baycott because right now, right oh, now, your man. top three guys are Blanchero, Jabari, and Chet Holmgren. Those are your yeah, top but, three guys. But huh? how is how is your team gonna get any of them? Your team. How, we're number right three now. right now in the lottery. We're number three in the lottery. How, how? do we get one of them? Hold on, Chris. Nate, explain this to me. How are the Dallas Mavericks third in the lottery when they're? Oh, you son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! You pride, pride, really? No, 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 pride. No, 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 pride. No, we're not going there. No, no, pride. No, no, take a time out, pride. Sit there and take a time out. I know this is your show, and this is prideful takes, and you're a prideful person. And I understand that. He, but also, Pride knows that I love him. Pride knows that I love him dearly. But Pride, I'm your boy. Pride, am I your boy? And we, we not, are we not boys? Are we boys? Yes, of course. So then why would you why would you why would you treat me this way? Because right now you're acting like Frankie. Oh, why Frank. are you acting like Frankie right now? Well, I don't know if you caught any of the morning mistake? show, but Frank, Frankie had Jay wild up this morning. Frankie, yo, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pride saw that going. shit. No, Pride oh, saw that it. shit. That's why he's continuing. I loved it. I lo- <laughs> no, Pride. Pride. But you know I'm a Rockets fan, okay? Come on. Give me some love now. It was a mistake. 
No, but you son of a bitch, it and I love a, you. It was an accident. I promise you. Okay, you know what? If it's an accident, apologize, and I'll move on from it. I apologize. I'm sorry. Okay, we're done. I accept your apology. Yeah, so to move on from that debacle, to head into another one. I love oh, this buddy. fucking show. I really do, man. All right, thank you for having me on. Man. By the way, I love how you and, you and Frankie, I feel like you two have an alliance right now. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to crack that alliance eventually. Perhaps. But um, Nick Saban um, has been in his feelings. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, he know. has. The NIL has him shaken in his boots. He then, you know, he went out and said, hell yeah, Jackson State paid a guy, you know, a million dollars, you know. In rebuttal, uh, I think it was uh, uh, the, the name Fisher of the guy. And, uh, no, 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 no not, not him, not him. It, the actual player was like Travis Walker or something like that. Is it Travis um, Walker? That's at the end of this? I, I, I think that's who he was referring to. Okay, he, well, Travis I didn't Walker hear the Travis Walker, but okay. Yeah, I heard the rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the that's the guy that Nick Saban was referring to, um, and then Walker was like, "LOL, okay." And then he was, he went on Twitter and said, "I got a million dollars. Why is my mom with four kids living in a three bedroom apartment?" Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Travis Walker, just just for clarification purposes, is a player that Nick Saban was going after to re- recruit. Uh, I, no, he's the play, I, he's the player that he's that Nick Saban said that uh, yes, Jackson State paid a million dollars to go there. Right. So Travis Walker was going to go to Jackson State on that, and Nick Saban wanted Travis Walker, but he's pissed off because of what Travis Walker did for Jackson State. Is that what we're saying? To an extent, because he he was a highly sought out um, uh, uh, athlete, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, I, I, if I'm mistaken, he was. A top five guy. <laughs> I know he definitely was a five star recruit, but um, but that basically was the guy who was talking to. He went okay. and said, "All right, um, why is yeah, five million dollars? Why is my mom living in a three bedroom apartment with four kids?" Then Deion Sanders basically retweeted that, and he he said, "I don't yeah, even make I don't even make a million dollars." <laughs> he was, which by the way, I love Deion. Um, so. Then Jimbo Fisher was like, "Bro, yeah, yeah, I forgot about Nick Saban." Like Jimbo Fisher tore Jimbo Fisher <laughs> went in on him. Jimbo <laughs> Fisher was like, "Look, go back and refresh your memories about this guy. Refresh some of the scandals he's been through, and all that stuff. Yeah, go, go ask other assistant coaches that I've worked oh. for." And you let him know. And then Nick Saban did the ultimate, the ultimate thing. The ultimate back, the backpedal. He then apologized. I didn't mean any of it. It was well, all. Yeah, apologize not apologizing. This, this was my favorite one. My favorite line, Chris. Everything I said was taken out of context. That, to me, and Nate, that, if I'm wrong, you let me know. And my other line. Well, as soon as I hear someone say, hold on, time out, you took everything I said out of context. When you yourself told me like this verbatim, and you're caught, <coughs> like, we got you on video, and then you then fall back to that resort after people are attacking you. Yeah, my other favorite line was when he said, uh, Saban tried to say, well, I didn't mean to single out anybody. 
You didn't mean to say go out, everybody. You mentioned him it's by Travis name. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 listen, guys. It's not Travis Walker. It's Travis Hunter. Hunter? That responded to Nick Saban's accusation of the million-dollar NIL. It's Travis Hunter. 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 Perfect. Yeah, yeah. They, they go Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Marty, no, but, no, but, but let's get past Travis. Hold on, Gonzo. If we can't get past the Travis Hunter, he's really just a symptom of the root cause. Travis Hunter really doesn't matter. He's just a guy that's out there for whatever reason. You can pick up any guy that gets an NIL deal and plug him into this scenario. That's not really the issue. The issue is here is that NIL is unstructured to Nick Saban's point. Okay, granted, Nick, you can say it's unstructured, but at the same time, your NIL abilities are the same as every other college's NIL abilities, and you're pissed off because Jackson State or Texas A&M or whatever college that may draft somebody uses NIL to the way NIL is supposed to be used, and you're pissed off about it? Well, go cry your fucking river, Nick Saban, because at the end of the day, all of you guys are on the same criteria. All of you guys are. NIL is not explicit to any school or any university. It's explicit to the player themselves. So your inability to, to be able to recruit this guy, that guy, or whatever has nothing to do with NIL. It can't because NIL is exclusive to the player no matter what school he signs with. So don't get butt hurt because this guy signs here or this guy signs there. I think it is Nick what Saban, it is. I think Nick Saban is just a little um, salty because uh, – He's he, salty he, because he thinks he's a fucking god. And Nick Saban's <laughs> not a fucking god. He wants to his team. That's what I'm, I'm – that's what I'm taking out of it. No, no, but but no, no, but that's not but what Jimbo Fisher is saying. And I agree with Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher is saying, Nick Saban, look, you think you're a god, but you're not a god. There are other schools out there that can recruit just like you recruit well, and get so. over yourself, is what Jimbo Fisher is saying. Saban, Saban's pissed off because now he don't he don't have the recruiting advantage like he used to. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's my honestly, point. Exactly. That's what all this comes down to because exactly. now, like, like, here's the thing, like, Nick, like Nick Saban's, like his firm grip, um, him and Alabama's firm grip on college football is diminishing, and diminishing fast. Yes, yeah, true, absolutely. Because because the thing is, is like with a bit, and by the way. I find it amusing, adorable, funny that Nick Saban has this problem when every single time he has a recruit, there's always suspicions that they're paying them. Exactly. And that's, and that's exactly. That's exactly. Yes. Thank and you, Mike. Say and, it. And the, it. And, the, and the reason why I think it's funny, why I think it, it's above hilarious, first of all, the, the, the ridiculous uh, Alabama fans who, who are now saying Jimbo Fish is just jealous. No, it, it, it's not that. Your guy, Nick Saban, is upset and mad because he doesn't want other other schools to be able to have the opportunities that to he get has. the best players. That's yes. it. Because he, he knows. wants all the best players for himself. The problem mm -hmm. with it is now that he can't, now it's a problem. However, asking about this three years ago, there wouldn't have been a problem. Five years ago, 
winner, but the problem yeah, is six now he's years not going to be able to have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know why though, Mike? Because before the NIL came about, before the NIL came about, players wanted to play for Nick Saban because they felt like if I play for Nick Saban, I'm going to get noticed. If I play for Nick Saban, I'm going to be on the radar. If I play for Nick Saban, this, that, and the other. And when NIL came out and leveled the playing field, and a player said, you know what? I'm getting paid for my like in this United. That means somebody who's paying me a million damn dollars, people out there are paying attention to me no matter what damn school I go to. People out there are paying attention to me because I'm getting paid X amount of dollars, and they don't have to rely on Nick Saban giving them the exposure that they would have gotten otherwise. And yeah, that's not, why it is the way it is. And Nick Saban is pissed off about it. Yeah, that, and he, he he's realizing that he's not going to be able to have uh, every position be four or five deep with these uh, four and five star players anymore. Exactly. Right. Because now. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you Now that we have all of the NIL and the things out there, how does that now translate into the rankings of the of the playoff system, since other players are going to other places outside of Alabama, how does that now change the ranking system? Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't or does it? I, I think before we see a monumental shift, I think it's going to be about four to five years. Yes. Because now, because now you're right. That sounds about right. I give you that. (laughs) You know what I mean. That way, it it gives us it gives enough time for the talent that because like 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 Chris said, Alabama, Georgia, these big like they are literally. If you want to put Texas A and M in that conversation too, fine. Florida, Ohio State, Michigan, they're like three to five players deep in every position. And when they talk about the transfer portal, for quite a lot, what does the transfer portal mean to it? Exactly. So, like, I think after a few years, all those guys that they have are going to go away. We're going to see them, a lot of upsets this year. Oh, you, I think you probably will. I think so. I, I think I think in terms of, like, individual games, I think you will. But, like, in terms of actual Shit, like I, I'm telling you right now, in four years, Alabama's gonna be out of the top ten. I, I yeah, and I think years. yes, and let me ask you this: the four years that you speak of, the four years that you have Alabama out of, is it because of NIL or yeah. just yeah, yeah, because because now we're and, and I agree happen. with you, I totally agree with you because it's NIL that takes them out of it, right? Because now, now what's gonna happen with the NIL? You want to play, right? You want to play, so all I look, all I need to do. Is play Alabama once, play right. Georgia once, and if I have a great game, now people are gonna want to see me. So I can now go to a solid school. I can go to a USC and be okay. I can go to a UNC and be okay. And I, I can go to um to South Carolina and I'll be and be okay. okay. Even I in can, Jackson State, you can go to a Jackson State and be and fine, I, and I will be okay. Exactly. So so like, let me ask you this, Pride. Does the NIL then reinvigorate HBU competition? I th- <coughs> excuse me. I think so. You know what I'm talking about? I I, I think so. You're talking about the historical black colleges. Yeah, right? yeah. I think so. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm so. saying. Does it bring them into the equation more? So. Where let's be honest with you. 
you know, before the NIL, HBU wasn't really looked at at that at that level. Does it now put HBU and colleges like HBU now more into contention for getting into those realms? Yeah, I, I, you, I you know what I'm saying. Do you get what I'm saying? Like we've yeah. had historically. Watch this. What I'm saying historically, and then please shut up, Haiti. I took that for pride. I took that for pride. Yes, pride. I took that from you. Okay. Historically, we've had X number of universities in the top four, right? The Ohio's, the Notre Dame's, the you know Texas back in the day, you know Alabama and and, and so forth, Georgia and so forth. But now with NIL, can we now start seeing maybe schools from the ACC and and other, let's say, less likely places? becoming more competitive and getting eventually, not spontaneously, but eventually could we then start seeing more of those universities now get into into that realm at some level because of NIL? Uh, so, Nate, you let me know if, if – if because I want to answer a question. I, I want to get you in here too because I want you to see if, if I'm looking at it the right way. I think eventually how college is going to be College is no longer going to be about winning. I think it's going to be more for kids to go who basically don't want to go. I want to word this correctly, but I don't think I can. So I'm I'm just going to say for kids who don't have shit to now go into college and be able to set your life up financially before you even step foot in the league. Like, okay, you see what I'm saying? Like, like for instance, like Travis Hunter or Travis Hunter, which I, I I said Walker. I apologize. It was Travis Hunter, right? Right. I said he has a three. His mom lives in a three bedroom home with five kids. That is the that's an opportunity for him to come to college, not only learn. Shoot, why, like, why would you not stay in college for four years when you can still make money? You can relax and pretty much do whatever you want. You finish school and then you hit the league. Like, it, I, I think it's going to be more of a, to win, it's going to be a, quote, dying breed type of situation where kids are just going to come and they're basically going to want to get paid, which, I mean, that's what the NIL is for. You know what I mean, Nate? Or, yeah, or am so, I looking at it wrong? So college, college is more for the player, while the pros is more for the team. Exactly. Exactly. Let me ask you one. I just got a question for Nate. Fuck Nate. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. Answer I'm kidding. Your question, let, me, let me ask you this question. Nate, I love you. Nate, I'm I'm totally fucked with pride right now when I say that. So don't get your butt hurt feelings, man. And I don't think you do because you're laughing, so it's good. But Nate, but but pride. Let me ask you this: at the same time, nil was just for name, image, and likeness. But where do we go from here? Like what? Like Nick Saban is saying it's unstructured and so forth. Where do we go with here with nil? I personally think that nil is fine the way it is. But Nick Saban is just pissed off that everybody else has. A contention now against him, like it's an unfair advantage. It's crazy to me, right? Which again, he's gonna be butt hurt, and he can be butt hurt. Who gives a shit? 
I think it's going to make college football better because I think so. me personally, I think so too. Because I think, I think be- it gives I think it gives colleges that would not normally be in the conversation because NIL, a player can say, okay, look, my name image, image and likeness, if I'm in the top 300 of ESPN, is so good that I can go wherever I want to go because you know what? I'm getting my million dollars regardless. Or I'm getting my paid endorsements regardless because if I go here, it doesn't matter. All I got to do is go here and ball out, and I'm good. So I yeah. think that's going to give lower-level colleges – or colleges that aren't SEC related, more of an opportunity to become in the Final Four, or not, I say Final Four, into the playoffs because it takes away the competitive advantage of the SEC because now I'm getting paid regardless of where the hell it is I go. Yeah, I think it's going to create more more parity in college football because more more teams are going to be able to compete. But like, right. like I said, like Price said, I do agree it's going to take four or five years before you see a big change up at the top. But you're going to start seeing some of these smaller schools, like for instance, like the Jackson North- State. No, take Jackson yeah. State for example. That's Jackson a good State, example. Yeah. Take Jackson State for example. Yeah. Well, just like here in Muncie, Indiana, we have Ball State University. Well, they get some boosters to help with some name and likeness stuff. They're, they're going to be able to build build their program up better. Right. All you need is that one guy, that Deion Sanders, to take over your program. Somebody that has recognizable credit. And players will gravitate towards that because I'm like, oh, you know what? That's Dion. I know Dion brings a certain level to the game. I know for a fact, if I'm trying to get endorsements, I'm going to tie myself to a guy like Dion because Dion has that sort of connectivity. So, in order, and what I'm saying is, it almost becomes a business at this mm-hmm. level. It's almost like a business. And if I'm a college athlete, and I got X amount of characteristics to me that people want me. I'm going to go to Jackson State and say, "Hey, Dion, I want to play for you. Give me the million. I'm going to get the million dollars here. I'm good. And, and, it, and it doesn't have to be Dion. It could be any other school they want to attend. As long as that money is there for them, they're going to go there because they know they're getting the exposure. If I'm getting a million dollars or to, or five hundred thousand dollars to attend on NIL, somebody's watching my ass." Regardless mm-hmm. of what school I go to, somebody's watching me, and that 100%. means something. Well, on the way everything, the way everything is streamed now, and you can you can watch it basically any game you want. It's not as big a deal what college you go to anymore as it used to. Right, be. exactly. Because now, exactly now people can watch. If you want to watch a game, you can find it. Where it used yep. to, it was only the big schools that were on TV. Now, with all the streaming, you can, you can watch about any game you want. It almost even helps. Let's say, let's say some low-ranked team, I don't even know. Let's say Toledo. Let's say Toledo gets the number one recruit that makes a million dollars as quarterback. It almost helps that school out because that million dollar quarterback, via his endorsements, is going to command a certain level of people watching that school to see what they do. So whatever player they get that's on the NIL deals, that brings a certain level to the school as well as helping them. So I mean. I personally think, in my opinion, I like NIL. I like NIL because I hate seeing the Sabans of the world, and I don't have anything wrong against Nick Saban. Nick Saban, you're a great coach and so forth, but I hate seeing you quarter the market just on your name alone. I want to see players getting paid for their job and then leveling the playing field, not only the SEC, but all the way down the ACC oh, and yeah. beyond, and let everybody be on the same fucking playing field, and let's say we go from here, not necessarily four years, like Pride said, because it's going to happen that quickly, 
But goddamn, 10 years from now, where can we be with NIL in 10 years? We're going to be somewhere. That's crazy, right? I think it could change college football to where it's kind of like the NFL where there's everybody has a ch- everybody has a chance that could win. Like when you look at the NFL, even the team that was terrible last year, the next season there's a lot of them teams that can turn it around. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I think, I think you'll be able to see some of that in college football. Yeah. So hopefully it, it that that whole NIL thing, I think it'll work. And I, I think we all agree here that it'll work, you know. And when it comes to Nick Saban, Saban stop being a bitch. You've you've you've, yeah. you've been able to do whatever you wanted. You've been able to go ahead and pay up, pay recruits. You've been able to do that stuff. Now all of a sudden, when it's a legitimate way for other schools to do it, it's a problem. Do better stop. No, can we say one thing before we move on? Probably, can I say one last one last comment real quick? Yeah, if I'm Nick Saban, and I know the NIL equals a playing field for everybody. If I'm Nick Saban, I should be saying, if I'm truly Nick Saban, if I'm the great Nick Saban, if I'm the all eternal. God like Nick Saban, that NIL shouldn't mean a damn thing. That people are going to want to come to me regardless. Yep. Because not only am I equal at NIL, but I'm Nick Saban on top of NIL. And not, right. and not just that. With the boosters. Like, you know what I'm saying? With the boosters Alabama has, you're, tell, you're telling me that, that, they, that they're not going to be paying players. They've already were paying well, them. I get that. That's exactly team. what I'm saying. If you're Nick Saban, you shouldn't give a damn because your reputation upon NIL should supersede everything else. So I don't know why he's so butthurt over it. Because he's a bitch. He is a bitch. He's a fucking bitch. That's why it is. It's going to affect the depth of his team as well. It's going to do. And that's why he's whining about it. Yeah, that's why. I'm sorry, Pride. That's the last thing I wanted to say on. I'm sorry. you're (laughs) You're good. You know, but like I said. It is what it is. I'm not mad, you know. At uh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Jimbo Fisher for saying what he wanted to say. I'm not mad at um, Deion Jackson, uh, Deion Sanders. But you know what I'm saying? If I'm anybody not, has I'm a bitch, either, uh, it should be Jimbo Fisher. I'm not a Jimbo thank Fisher you. should have a bitch about it. I'm not a thank you, uh, guy, the head of that conference, for reprimanding them or whatever, not letting them talk oh. about. It. I, I wanted to see. I wanted to see Dion and. Uh, Saban and Fisher all sit down to get sit down live televised together and talk about it. That would have been crazy. But I mean, but think about it. If you're like a Jimbo Fisher or if you're even a Deion Sanders from Jackson State, if I'm them, I'm thinking like, hey, Nick, you're Nick Saban for crying out loud. Why are you so worried about NIL? You're Nick freaking Saban. Shut the F up. But it's too hard. It's too hard to do that for some people. It's too hard. But speaking of shutting the fuck up, son, Josh Donaldson might need to do. (laughs) Josh Donaldson called Tim Anderson Jackie Robinson. And uh, Tim Anderson was like, I'll slap the shit out you. Um, After all this happened, Josh Donaldson, who portrays himself as a fighter, who portrays himself as a, oh, I were. If it needs be, I get I get rumbling. Yasmani Grandal got in his face, and I've never seen a dude act so much of a bitch before. Like if it, I, I I double checked and I zoomed in and I saw his teeth chattering. Right. So uh, I'm I'm in the fuck Josh Donaldson boat um, to, to to infinity and beyond. 
Fuck him. Okay. This is my only thing with it because I, I've been dying to say this because to the people who are saying Tim Anderson called himself Jackie, uh, Jackie Robinson. He's called himself the Jackie day, uh, modern day Jackie Robinson. And people are using that to try to justify it. I have two points to it that people just are too pussy to, 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 to talk about. They're, they're too bitch made. One, he called himself the modern-day Jackie Robinson not because he was black, because he was trying to make the game fun. What people aren't doing, they're not talking about why he called himself that. He called himself that because in the when he said it, it was in the midst of people bitching and moaning that he was having fun. Do you know who one of the people who was bitching and moaning that he was having fun just happened to be? I'm listening. Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. Hmm. So it's weird. Supposedly, you've called him this for years. If it's a lie, he told it. He said he called him this for years. Then he did. Then he called himself that. And then all of a sudden, he was like, oh, yeah, that I called him that too. And I, all of a sudden, he had a problem. Isn't it possible that it's okay for someone to call himself something, that, that, but that still doesn't give you the right? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If I look in the camera and say, yep, I'm a nigga, does that give you guys permission to call me that too? No, 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 no. Pride, we're not going down that road. No, pride. No, I'm asking. No, 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 pride. It's the and I'm all about, I'm all about apples to oranges. No, no, pride. It's the I'm all about apples to apples and apples to oranges. But it's to say the N-word, pride. It's the same conversation. I don't know what it is. I don't, it's the same I, I can't agree with that. I don't think it is, pride. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Because you know what? Here's, 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 here's my issue. Here's my issue. Here's my issue with what you're saying. And by the oh, way, by the oh, way, I want to go on record, fully on record, as to noting that I do not condone uh, Josh Donaldson saying Jackie. Me personally, I think if I was a player, I would have stayed clear of it oh, as about as far as a person can stay clear of herpes, AIDS, or the nuclear war. Yes. But at the same, but at the same time, and I'm just saying, from a PR standpoint, I'm staying away from it. But at the real same quick, time, real, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Chris, are you watching the Reds game? Yeah. Pride, don't shift gears. Don't no, shift no, no, gears. No, 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 we can shift gears at any point in time. Don't shift gears because that's being an a-hole. And I wouldn't do that to you, Pride. Pride, I would not do that to you. The point I'm making is this. If a man calls himself pride, I mean, if, if a man calls himself Jack, the modern day Jackie Robinson, if he claims that, if he uh -huh. takes that status and he claims it, uh -huh. we don't know. Nobody really knows the true relationship between Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson and what they had going on prior to. Nobody knows that really for sure, but two people, those That's two fair. guys. That's fair. So for all we know, for all we know, it could have been an ongoing thing. John, Jonathan, he, that could have been the big thing. Jackie this or Jackie that because he said Jackie Rock. Look, it's it's a pretty goddamn big deal. Uh -huh. I don't care if you're black or white. Tim Anderson, shut the fuck up. Don't ever tell yourself that you're freaking Jackie Robinson because you don't know what Jackie Robinson went through. I don't care if you're black, white, or indifferent. You are in Jackie Robinson's shoes, so you have no claims to that right. Matter of fact, we should be maybe more pissed off at Tim Anderson for even comparing himself to the great Jackie Robinson because he has no fucking idea what Jackie Robinson truly endured 
at bat being caught at, at the N-word, and I'm not going to say it, and, and God knows whatever else. So they even claim Tim Robinson, they even claim Jackie Robinson in your name? Disgraceful upon yourself. Okay. Number one, no, no, no. Number one, Jackie Robinson, if you really think about what Jackie Robinson went through, for Tim Robinson to even claim it and it went kind of way he wants to is pure bullshit. But you got to remember. Number two, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's number one. Number two, if Jackie Robinson, not Jackie Robinson, if Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson had some sort of, of sort at some point, they must have had some level of of whatever was he, he, uh, the whole Jackie comment. I don't think Josh Donaldson comes out and says Jackie, the whole Jackie comment, if they didn't have some sort of camaraderie between the two of them after, after that comment that he had made. Now, I don't know what, and again, I, I'm not taking it for Josh Donaldson. I don't know what their relationship was, but I do know this. I have had friendships that went sour where I've said things before with friendships. And then once they went sour, they took it in a different direction and they want to go a different way. So I understand what that can look like. Mm-hmm. So I don't, again, I don't know what their relationship was prior to the Jackie comment. All we know is what the relationship looked like after the Jackie comment. But don't get pissed off when you're comparing yourself to somebody who went through something that you know nothing truly about. Jackie Robinson, went, what he went through was freaking crazy. It was, it was insane. It was ugly. It was nasty. It was brutal. It was disgusting. And then you want to come out and say, you're the next fucking Jackie goddamn Robinson? Shut the fuck up, Tim Anderson. You know nothing about what he went through. Unless you want to tell me that you went through similar situations. And in that case, I'll listen. Come on social media, put it on Twitter, put it on whatever the situations that you think you went through that were anywhere similar to what Jackie went through. And then I'll listen to you. I apologize. And I refrain. But, okay, so I, I kind of agree with you if Tim Anderson was trying to make it seem like he was, you know, being bullied or, you know. Right. He felt like, but what he was saying was when Jackie Robinson was playing, he did bring excitement to the game. Frank. No, no, no. Excitement to the game is one thing. Racial prejudice is, another, and again, I'm not, Josh Donaldson, uh-huh. I want to go on record, Josh Donaldson should never said that, he should never have been involved in that. I I, uh-huh. I want to I wanna make that clear. But at the same time, Tim Anderson, I don't give a fuck what you think you're going through. You can't put uh-huh. that on Jackie Robinson when he went through. Fun? Are you kidding me? Fun? Do you know what Jackie went through? No, Jackie no, went through no, hell. I No, don't get it twisted. He did go through hell. He did. Now how do we compare the two, Pride? Easily. Pride, how do we even come close? Easily. Uh, easily. I'll like, listen. I'll be quiet. And I, I'm explaining you why. Even though what Jackie went through, was something that no player in this age will, will ever have to go through. Like I, we agree on that, correct? Yes. <laughs> and, and, and we're talking about the spitting, the names, the throwing stuff. Like, and this is stuff that they let slide, right? Okay. Did Jackie Robinson bring electricity and excitement to the game of baseball? Um, I think he brought. He brought the African American flavor of, of you can say he brought that, but to say the right. 
My, my problem is this, pride. Oh. My problem is this, and this is what I need to address. And I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. going to be, I swear to God, I'll be quiet. But this is what I need to address. Mm-hmm. I understand that Tim Robinson wants to compare himself to Jackie Robinson and the way that he changed the game. Maybe he thought he brought fun. You know what? A lot of baseball players have brought fun to the game a oh. lot. A right. lot of players have brought fun to the game. Mm-hmm. But they're not comparing themselves to Jackie freaking Robinson. And there's a lot of players, black, white, brown, and yellow, that uh-huh. have done it. To compare yourself to Jackie Robinson, to me, is a complete right. and total insult to what Jackie Robinson went through as a human being. Okay, go ahead. So, again, um, so this is this is his exact quote. This is the quote. I kind of feel like today's Jackie Robinson. That's huge to say, but it's cool, man, because he changed the game. And I feel like I'm getting to a point to where I need to change the game. That's that's his exact quote. I get it. Yeah. Now, I so I just want to say, if you put all that together, He's not saying I had to endure what Jackie Robinson had to go through. What he is saying is, yo, yo, look, with how, I mean, and, and we're talking about from one specific aspect. I might even just bring up the fact that. But, but Pride, would you not have been okay? Pride, would you not have been okay with him saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the game in a di- different direction. I'm going to make it more fun. And this is my flavor of fun. My point is this. He did not have to reference what Jackie Robinson. I think that Jackie Robinson referenced because what Jackie Robinson went through was so much more indifferent than what he's going through that he could have just said, you know what, I'm just trying to change the game on my own and came and claimed it for himself. Don't even bring Jackie Robinson into the mix on that level because once you bring Jackie Robinson in, no. now you're in. Not, no, no. Once you bring Jackie Robinson in, now you're open in the invite to what Jackie Robinson went through, and it's not even close to being the same. So no, don't you're not me on that point. No, you're you're not opening that. Nate, let you let me know if I'm. Now, if I don't I'm know out. how you don't. Uh, and I'm exp- and Nate. You let me know if I'm if I'm if I'm out of pocket here. Nate, please and be objective. If a Nate. guy, if a guy is just saying, "Hey, I feel you know, I feel like Jackie Robinson because he changed the game, and I, I'm in the I'm in a position where I need to change the game myself." I don't think he's I don't I'm not mad at him for saying that because it's not like he said you saw what Jackie Robinson had to go through man it's not even close to what I got to deal with like if he said something like that then I'm on him but yeah. the fact that he's talking about hey yo Jackie Robinson was was fucking phenomenal and he changed the game it's my turn to do it I'm not mad at him for saying that. Nate, am, am, am I looking at it wrong? Or is Jay McLovin on the I'm about to kill you if you said the wrong word. So <laughs> I'm actually agree. I'm actually agreeing with Pride on this. And, and, and okay, I'm about to kill you. So it's here's okay. Why. Go ahead and Pride all you want. Use an analogy. Just use an analogy. It's it like better be fucking good. And it better be fucking phenomenal. It's like it's like comparing apples to oranges. No, it ain't. They're not it. the same. You, you're you're not white. The same you're white privilege. They're not Shut the, the same. hell up. Just, Shut up, you just, white privilege, motherfucker. No, you white privilege. They're not Shut the up, same thing, privilege. but they're both privilege. Shut up, white privilege. We're not talking anymore about white privilege. Shut up, white privilege. No, you don't know. And this is where I'm really upset with Pride, and I love Pride. By the way, let me go on record and say that Pride, Pride, you know I'm there for you. Pride, and I think you fucking know that I'm there for you, and I love you to death, and I fucking love you. 
and your family. But Nate, you're fucking speaking out of white fucking privilege and shut the fuck up for about three seconds. Here's a deal, Pride. What you're comparing to is different. You're comparing going from an era of hatred and a guy who is supposed to transcend hatred into a whole nother level. No, no, no. Pride. I know, bro. You know, you ain't never, you ain't, look, and I'm white privileged too, god damn it. I'm a white privileged motherfucker and I know I'm You're white privileged. But at the same time, but I can understand something. Pride. The man went through a time period when, God, I don't want to say the N word, but the N word was used quite frequently. I know. I and you want to compare that to <laughs> fucking Yomer? But the you sad part. You can't me, Pride. But that's the sad part. You're comparing the wrong thing. See, no, I'm not, Brian. I'm comparing the right things. Because we're talking about well, guys, talking it. About you know what? what, what I, I, I think no, no, watch this, Pride. I think baseball is a little boring. I would have okay. been I want to make baseball a little bit more, more exciting. I know exactly. Let me, what you're no, 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 no. Hold on now. Hold on now. We're gonna let me make baseball. A guy who went from the Negro Leagues to the African American to the MLB. And oh my god, Pride, come on, son of a bitch. I love you, but there it's not the same. It's not even close to being the same. And I don't think I could ever understand it truly. Pride, you could never understand it truly. Matter of fact, let's just be honest. What Jackie Robinson went through, nobody, including your boy Henderson, could ever understand what he went through. Because we're not there. We weren't there. We weren't through the ridicule and all the embarrassment and all the craziness, all the hatred. No, it's such a level that you don't even want to touch it. It's, I wouldn't even want to touch it. I wouldn't want to come close. And for Henderson, for Henderson to put himself in that realm shows a level of, of um, immaturity and ignorance that he does not even come close to understanding what Jackie Robinson went through. So I, look, if you want to say you're changing the game from boring to fun, from this to that, okay, great. Make that declaration. Just don't bring Jackie Robinson into it because Jackie, what Jackie Robinson went through, you will never understand. I will never understand. Nobody in this panel will ever understand what Jackie went through. Nobody. Including by the way, by the way Yuki, um, they actually had it back in the day called the Negro League. Like, that he said the one league. you son of a bitch. Yo, Yuki, that really was a thing back in the day, bro. It, the Negro <laughs> League was dead ass a thing. Well, if you go to the Baseball Hall of Fame, there's a whole wing. Yeah. Hey, listen. For me, Pride... For me, Pride, honestly, just as a human being, as a person who studies history and has looked into history, and I don't understand what nobody – I'm just saying, for me, it's really hard to – it's it's hard, bro. It's hard for me to say for some guy looking back to say that he's going to compare himself, his life to Jackie's life. I, it's just hard. It's hard for me, bro. I, I'm okay with you saying you want to change the league. I don't have a problem with that. If you want to go from boring to fun, left to right, up to down – but to say that your life is anywhere near what you did or what you went through was what what Jackie went through. That's not Whoa. again. You don't really again, understand life. Again, what you're doing, you're now you're flipping it again. 
Maybe I am, Pride. No, no, it's not. Maybe you are because he's not saying at all what Jackie, what Jackie Robinson went through as a human. Well, when you bring up his name, you kind of are, though, Pride. No, no. Yeah, you are. Once you reference I'm the modern day Jackie. Because he's talking about the phenomenal player. He was he's not. Listen, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Jay. Let me ask you a question. Let's say, I got, all right, all right, I got an example for you. Uh, and I'm very curious to see. Um, I'm listening. I'll always I used, listen. To be, I used to be a running back, right? Okay. I used, be, I used to be a running back, right? What if one day I came out and it was like, man, I, I, I feel I'm like the modern day OJ Simpson. Okay. With how great he was and how he changed the game, I think it's my time now to change the game. Am I wrong for making that comparison? First of all, I applaud your your ability to make the metaphor to Jackie Robinson's metaphor. I applaud you in that. No, I do. I do because you want me to see the running back compared to the greatest, well, probably one of the greatest running backs of all time. I get that. I get that. But I don't, and but I, again, I, I think I'm a little bit more intelligent to see through that than what you're trying to portray. And I love you, Pride, and I get the portrayal of what you're saying. Uh-huh. But I understand also the significance of what he went through. And I don't, and, I, and the problem I have again, Pride, this is the problem I have with it. The problem I have with it is what Jackie endured in terms of pain, suffering, ridicule, humiliation, and all so, of those. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. All in order to make the change okay. that he made. So and I feel okay, like so when, when, logic, when, we, when we look at Henderson, do you understand Bio what I'm logic. saying? Jackie so went through a lot, and he Bio produced, logic. and he produced under so those. By your logic, I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding this. So by your logic, when Tim Anderson said that, and he yeah. compared himself to the modern day Jackie Robinson, yeah, he's he he basically. Un, 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 unconscionably compared how he was living to Jackie Robinson, correct? Let me ask you a question, Pride. If, 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 yes if, if, or if no. no, 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 hold on. Let, let's, let, let's, let's take a poll. Let's, let's just do a fact check. Um, I wonder what was Jackie Robinson's stats against Tim Henderson? But the thing was... Anderson wouldn't no, even compare no, 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 no. to that kind of player. Hold on, hold on, Jackie Robinson stats. Let let so let's just because we're making some mighty mighty comparisons. So I got Jackie Robinson what stats. What they do on the field? Yeah, what did Jackie, Jackie Robinson, Robinson do on the field compared to what Tim Henderson did on the field? Compared to Jackie so, Robinson's day and time against the white militias and all that. So, compared to what Tim Henderson has done and his nice. Posh living life. So, but Anderson wasn't right, as good as Robinson. He wasn't comparing himself as a player to Robinson. Oh no! Once no no no. Once you mention Jackie Robinson in conversation, I'm sorry. Once you mention Jackie Robinson in conversation, you think you're the next Jackie Robinson? No, that's what he said. Now he's the next Jackie freaking Robinson. Once you put your name and his name simultaneously together. Oh, you open up the whole can of worms. Not just part of it, Gonzo. Not just half of it, Gonzo. You got to open up the whole can of worms on that. No, and no, then look don't. at Jackie Robinson's no, look at Jackie Robinson's stats under those circumstances 
versus Tim Robinson's stats under his no, circumstances. No, no, and that's who they line that's up at. And that's what he's not comparing, Jay. saying. He's not saying. Oh, no, I'm but, saying it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying it. You want to put your name in the same sentence as Jackie freaking Robinson, you better have some shit coming behind you. I'm sorry. I don't just let people say what they want to say and accept it for what it is. I'm, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you on all levels. Performance, equality. No. No, no, no. no, no, no. Hold on. No. Equality. That's not no. what he said. No, no, hold on, hold on. No. Circumstances? Nope. Circumstances? Nope. I can't. Nope. Listen, time out. I don't know how you know. Okay. Nope. You know what? Nope. I'm gonna tell you this what. is I'm weird. This is weird. The Dominican guy has killed the white guy no, on, no, on no, freaking no, no, racism. No. This is crazy. I've never seen this before. But, but again, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do is- I'm looking at all angles, right? No, but, but how can you look at all angles- when the guy is talking for a specific angle that he himself said. Think about it. That is the equivalent. My guy is saying, all right, look, let's say Jackie Robinson is math, right? Let's say he's math. And Tim Anderson says, you know what, man? There's a lot of facets in math. I'm going to focus on trigonometry. So let me ask you a question, Pride. All right, so okay, so based on what you're saying, let me one uh-huh. question, not based on anything I've said before. I'm gonna go a completely opposite direction. Okay. So based on what you're saying, based on what uh Gonzo is saying, Nate, I don't even know where the fuck you are, like most women. I don't know where you are. But and I love you, Nate. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, that's true. You don't know where I am. All right, you're right. I don't. I know that I don't. But, <laughs> but, but they, I had to throw you in there just to lighten the mood a little bit. So don't take it negatively. It just meant to lighten the mood a little bit. But let me ask you this, Pride, for real. Okay, so where do we? Where do? You, okay, so you look at Josh Donaldson and his comment of Jackie to uh, Henderson, but Jackie himself claimed himself. As the Jackie Robinson of, I guess, the modern day. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay. So, I, and look, there's only two players, two players that know what really happened, how it was said, what was said, so forth. Right. And that's Tim and that's uh, Josh. Only Tim and Josh know what the fuck is what. Right. But I'm sorry, but if Tim, if you're going to come out and say you're, you're the modern day Jackie Robinson. How the fuck are you going to get pissed off at Josh calling you Jackie? Because somebody explain that to me. And I'm not saying Josh was wrong. Josh, again, I'm going to say this. Josh, if I'm in your position, I'm not saying anything at all. I'm probably going to come off the field and be the fuck quiet and just shut the fuck up and go to my dugout. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I'm going to say Josh calling Jackie, Jackie, Jackie's calling himself Jackie. What the uh-huh. fuck are we talking about? Well, I'm explaining to you why we're talking about it. I'm is it because you. he's white and, and, and Tim is black and he wasn't allowed no. to say Jackie? No, you want to know why? It's because Tim Anderson doesn't fuck with him. That's why. I don't care if he fucks with him or not. He no, no, but that, that matters. Jackie that Robinson. matters. But that matters. And I'm explaining to you why. I'm explaining to you why. Jim McLovin, you were at a court, right? Yeah. We're close, right? You, you would, yeah, you would of course, right? of course, we are. But hold on, before you go that route, before you, go, ahead, before go, ahead, you go, go all ahead. the way down that route, go before ahead. you go all the way down that route, I want to understand too that you know him saying Jackie could have been like 
you know, you know, who's to say it's in jest? Because we all say things in jest. I'm not saying he should have said right, it, but, but what is what, time, if, what if he didn't mean it? What if what if he didn't mean it racially? What if it was just him and his boy playing around at the time? I'm I'm just I'm just going out there. I'm not saying this. Bro, I, I see what you're saying, but but here here's the problem with that. He sh- it, let's say let's say Tim Anderson and Josh and Josh Johnson truly are these close friends. Then Josh Johnson would know how to say it. For example. Jim McLovin, if we're bullshitting and I call you an idiot, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. Yeah. You'll probably call me stupid in return. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> That's just how it goes. Why? Because I know what <clears throat> I know when I can say things to you and when I can't. That's just how that's how it is with having a friendship, right? When you're Josh Donaldson, you truly know Tim Anderson. You, you just can't say that stuff at any random time whenever you feel like it. You see what I'm saying? All right, pause. Pause on that. Go ahead. What if, what if I know that Tim, and I'm speaking as if, as if I'm quote unquote Jackie Don- Donaldson, uh, Josh Donaldson. And again, right. Josh Donaldson, I'm going to shut the fuck up and just got this, and then just say in my personal space, in my personal brain, that right. this guy's a fucking moron thinking he's Jackie Robinson. In my brain, I'm thinking this guy's a fucking idiot, and I'm going to probably continue on the dugout. Okay. But for whatever reason, Josh Donaldson felt like he needed to be vocal about it. But what if he vocalized himself and this rationale? What if he vocalized him saying, yeah, what if he comes out the field saying, oh, yeah, okay, Jackie. Like, yeah, you're not fucking Jackie Robinson, you dumbass. And he walked up. We don't know the way in which Jackie Donald or Josh Donaldson said the term Jackie to Tim Henderson. He could have said it any number of ways. He could have been like me and been like, this motherfucker thinks he's fucking Jackie Robinson? Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you. You don't even know how I'm talking about. Fuck, you don't know, you don't know Jackie Robinson. You know, to that degree, to right. put out that kind of fucking um, algorithm. So I'm gonna come off the field. Maybe, maybe he's a little pissed off. Maybe he's thinking a certain kind of way about his okay. boy, and he says, oh. "Hey, okay, Jackie." Because I'll be honest with you, I'll be on pride. I'll be honest with you. If I heard somebody say that, and I'm coming off the fucking field, and I see Tim Henderson come on the field, and I know, and I know the story of Jackie Robinson, and I know what he went through. Maybe I'm kind of. Maybe I'm kind of pissed off about him comparing himself to Jackie Robinson. I'm not saying that Josh Donaldson felt that way, right. but it's not to say that he couldn't have felt that way and thought that process to be like, you're a fucking idiot to compare yourself to Jackie Robinson. And maybe he said it out of joking in that perspective, not a racist perspective, but more of a per- pissed off perspective. And I'm not saying that's what Jonathan, Josh Donaldson, Donaldson did, but who's to say that he didn't? Well, so let, let's say let's say that's how he felt, right? Why not go up to him and say you're not Jackie Robinson? He exactly. But do we always do things the way we're supposed to do them? Pride? Have you ever done things in your life or said things in your life the way it should have been said, even though you had a certain kind of perspective? Because I'll be honest with you, I have. Regardless of the perspective, regardless of the perspective, and it like it doesn't matter what your intention is; it matters your execution. Well, well, what matters is that you're in the media. No, no. What matters is that you're in the media, and the media is going to portray you a certain kind of way. Because let's be honest, Pride. If we're honest, if we're put our honest heads on, 
I'm pretty sure that I know I have. I'm pretty sure Gonzo has. Nate, I Nate, I don't know. I don't know what you have or have not done because you seem to be pretty fucking sterilized. But I'm pretty sure that Gonzo and Pride and myself, who have a little bit of life experience, have said and done things in a way that was taken out of context. And I'm pretty right. sure that's happened to all of us. Right. And I'm, all I'm trying to say, Pride, is how do we know that what Josh Donaldson did was not taken out of context? I'm just saying, how do we know it was taken out of context? Because all we have is, is Henderson's word. No, we don't. Because he admitted he said it. He no, he admitted he said it, but it but but he did not admit to the context in which it was said. He's, because he's, he then went on a forty-five minute tangent trying to avoid the question. Okay, he said and he, he said did that. that, that and no, no, pride. No. I'm sorry, I did not see that, and you didn't tell me that. But if that's what he did, okay, then Josh, no, you no, get no, what you get. Well, but I'm, yeah, you get what they, you get. They asked him. And he was like, yeah, I did. But let me give you some backstory. And then he basically started going on saying, oh, yeah, I always called him Jackie forever. He called himself it one time in, a, in, a, in an and what did Tim And when, what did Tim Henderson say about that? Did he ever respond? No, he hasn't like, responded to it. He hasn't responded yet. Because, and I, it's probably because he's going to end but up. What, what I'm saying is, trying to if, stop he, himself, if, right? if he comes out and says that on public air, that we've always said that, and Henderson doesn't deny it. How do we know it's not true? And I'm not saying it was, but how do we know it's not? Because if he's not there to to say, hey, no, hey, Josh, we never had that sort of relationship, then how do we know it's not true? Maybe, maybe they'll end up talking about it. And, um... My point, my point is this: only two people really only understand what the hell happened that day, and that's Tim and, J and that's Tim and Josh. And then last week they had they had a scuffle over a over a hard tag as well. So I mean this, this ain't the first time well, they've gone into it. Yeah, that was even a hard tag. Josh Donaldson was trying to push him off the base. Yeah, push him off the base, and they, umpire called it right. Called yeah, it he, was, he was like, Yo, what, "What are you doing?" And yeah, Josh yeah. Donaldson is like, "Huh?" Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I just Josh you know what? Hey, a lot of things like, happen in sports. A lot of things go down in sports. A lot of you know emotions go happen left, left, right, up or down. I, all I can base it on is just when you talk about Jackie, man, that's a pretty that's a pretty strong statement. I mean, it's really, 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 really strong because of what Jackie did and what Jackie represented. To go out and say you're Jackie, you better have your goddamn ducks in a row because it's too fucking strong of a subject matter to try to align yourself funny, changing, or whatever. To align yourself with Jackie Robinson – you better have your shit squared the fuck away, in my opinion. And if I was a, and I look, I'm, and this this is coming from a Caucasian person. God damn, if I was African American, I might even be a little bit more pissed off to be like, bro, do you know what our ancestors went through and what you're trying to compare yourself to? You might want to think about it for a hot minute and then re, maybe restructure your statements. So I don't, I'm just I don't have, a, I don't have a problem with them. Uh, I know you know, I know you know, but I'm saying. Let me, let, me, let me explain it. And the reason I don't was because what he was comparing himself to was he wanted he wanted to play the exciting, fun style. I get that, but you ain't got to bring Jackie into it. Jackie's a whole nother level okay, of, so, okay, of, so of maturity. When, when, Kobe, when Kobe said he wanted to be like Michael Jordan, 
Kobe that's was not the same. That's not the same. That's not the same. Yeah, it is. No, 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 it's not. Going from all white to the first African American in basketball and baseball is not the same as Michael Jordan. It's not even in the same vicinity. But he's not saying that he's as good. He's not saying he's as good as Jackie. No, Robinson. no, he's we're not talking We're not even talking about that. We're talking about color barriers. We're not talking about athleticism. We're talking about color barriers. And that's not even close to the same. He wasn't talking about color barriers, OJ. I know he wasn't. That's my point. He doesn't understand. That's my point. He doesn't understand that he's trying to compare going from boring baseball to exciting baseball as exciting as to what Jackie Robinson did breaking the goddamn color barrier. And I'm oh, sorry. He's talking There's about no how Jackie Robinson played the same. game. And you'll never convince me otherwise. He's talking about how Jackie Robinson played the game. Thank you. No, he, he played the game exciting. He was electric on the he base pass. Okay, okay, okay. Pride, pride. pride. Is that really what we're talking about? No, no. Pride, is that really what we're talking that's about? What Anderson, that's what Anderson's quote was. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, I don't think we're talking – uh, the way people play the games, and now we all of a sudden we got an issue. That's what he said, though. That's what he said. Okay, I'm gonna have to look further into this, but I I just don't yeah, see that, man. I don't see that. I don't, bro, Gonzo. I don't see that, and Pride. I don't no, see hey, that, man. I understand. I'm, I'm just, sure. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to tell you what from what the way I interpreted it. I know, I know. There's, there's a lot of interpretations. Look, the Bible's got 160 interpretations that don't make oh, hey. one either white or the hey, other. You know I get that's it. What, hey, that's why it's great about our country. We're all entitled to have an opinion. God damn it, I know, Gonzo. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. To be honest, you're not the only one. No, no, no. No, no. We don't want honesty. Nate, we don't want honesty. Lie to us, bitch. We like liars. We don't fucking want honesty at this point. Go ahead, Nate. I'm kidding. Go ahead, Nate. Nate, go ahead. I was just going to say it's like you weren't the only one that had that opinion. Well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, no, no one ever really thought about that. All right, last topic. Hey, by the way, by the way, the previous topic was so on fire. I literally got three degree burns on that shit. I'm gonna go part of the ER after this conversation is over with. I'm just saying, Nate gave me second degree burns. Gunther oh, gave man. me third degree burns. Pride. I'm only gonna admit you weren't that bad. You gave me first degree burns, bitch. <laughs> But um, the Mavs are in the Western Conference Finals and are getting handled by the Golden State Warriors. They're down low three, which brings the question up. What moves do the Dallas Mavericks need to make to get Luka Doncic some help? Start with you, Jim. Ah. Luka Doncic, Jesus Christ. What more does that man need to do to become in the realm of MVP in the league. I mean, let's just be honest. I get it, man. People gotta say, well, Jay, he don't have the accolades. He don't have the hardware. He don't he don't have the blame bling on the hand to be in the same cognizant sentence as you know Giannis or you know uh LeBron James or even the thought process of Embiid, so forth, whatever. But I'll be damned if the son of a bitch don't give you 40 a night, 11 and 6. What more do you want from him? He's already eclipsed MJ 
in terms of points per game. Now, you can say that you can make the argument, well, you know, Jay, Jay uh, and uh, Michael Jordan gave you 160 games and Lucas giving you about 30. So, how are you going to make that comparison? I get it. You can say longevity versus points per game and you'd be correct. But at the same time, let's be honest. He still has a ways to go. He's only 23, and he's already he's already given you what Jordan gave you, if not more than what Jordan gave you. Okay, now he's not better than Jordan. You'll never, you'll never hear those words out of my mouth right now where he's at. But at the same time, how do you deny him? You can say, well, Golden State did this and Golden State. Yeah, you're right. Golden State did come in and take three games from them. You can say that. But at the same time, what did Doncic give Go, uh, Dallas versus Golden State? And their guarantee is 40, probably 35 and 32. So, okay. Now, you can also say Brunson did a pretty but, good job. Brunson and Brunson's a solid number two guy. Brunson's give you 20 plus. And fact check me if you will. But all three games against Golden State, Brunson's giving you 20 plus. The problem with Dallas is this, and I said this at the very beginning. In order for Dallas to beat Golden State, all the members have to show the fuck up. Finney's got to show up. uh, Bullock's got to show up. Powell's got to show up. Uh, uh, Dinwiddie's got to show up. Kleber's got to show up. They all got to show up if you want to take down this Golden State Warriors, which is different from the Phoenix Suns and the fact that they've got prior championship experience and Phoenix does not. And Booker and uh, Chris Paul did not show up after Chris Paul's 37th birthday. With that in consideration, yeah, Dallas is where Dallas is because Dallas has no low post. Dallas has been given up points in the paint and they've been out-rebounded all three games. And they've had to resort to the three-point level of competition at which they have not met the criteria of what Golden State has given them. So I'm sorry. If you are not, if you're being outscored at the low post, if you're being out-rebounded at the low post, and if you're number one and you're number two are the only ones playing, then of course you're going to get swept. I digress. You know, to be honest with you, I agree about what you said earlier about how everybody needs to show up. Um, you know, you brought up the whole thing about the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul turned 37 and forgot how to play basketball, first of all. Let's just say that. Yeah, and, he did. You know, going, going into this series, you, you got Spencer Dinwiddie. What is he doing? Nothing. I'm not even, but Nate, I'm not even worried about Stinson Benwitty. Let's look at what, but let's look at what Powell and Kleber gave you in the first game in Dallas, which was three points, three point. Look, if you take Bullock, if you take Powell, and if you take Kleber, three guys, 33 minutes apiece, all of them gave you thir- three points, three points combined, three players, three points combined. How the hell are you going to win down the low post? Well, you just got because it's simple. You just got to make moves. Yeah, I agree, but they didn't do anything. No, no, no. Well, this offseason, they need to. I mean, me personally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I and, and this is and this is what I was saying in the group chat. Like, they should be in the running to get Zach Levine. 
And I had somebody, Zach Levine. I would. He doesn't play low post. No, I, and I'm, I'm explaining why. I'm explaining why. Why would, and I had somebody tell me, oh, yeah, they need a big. I'm like, if you, th-, and he's like, they need Rudy Gobert. If you think this Mavs team needs Rudy Gobert, simple. You're a moron who doesn't watch Mavericks basketball. Right. Because they thrive in their best when they're playing small ball. That's when they thrive when they're moving the ball. Why do you think Cle- Maxi Kleber, they love having him there? Because he can keep up on fast breaks. Same thing with Powell. It's the same thing with Pop. They love keeping them on fast break. You need a reliable number two, which can then slide if you keep him Jalen Brunson to the three. So now when he's when he's giving having those off nights, when he's supposed to be giving you 20, and instead of giving you 20 uh, 20 points, he's <coughs> excuse me, instead of giving you 20 points, he's giving you 20 shots and only making about three of them. You now have a guy in Zach Levine who A can get a bucket and B play defense. You pair him up. Your question is, my question for you is this, and and I want you to explain this to me Mm -hmm. because Dallas has continually in the last three games been outscored and out rebounded at the low post. How exactly is Zach Levine coming in going to provide you with that counteraction? But you don't need again. You don't no, no, tell me. You, I'm you explaining to you. I'm explaining to you. you. I'm explaining to you. Yes, they're going to get out-rebounded. But again, stop pretending like them being out-rebounded would have stopped them. Because I promise yeah, you, so 60 you to 30. getting out-rebounded. No, no, no. Get somebody they to play defense, they're stopping to the ball a couple times. And they're getting a few extra possessions. And they're able to go. I think it's so that makes no easy. sense to me, man. How do even Jason it? Kidd, even Jason Kidd came out and said, "We're trying to fight the three-point battle, but we're getting beat down at the low post. We're not scoring enough two points to even stay in the goddamn conversation." So if Jason Kidd realizes that there's an issue at the low post, that there's an issue, there's no issue with the three-point. No, there's no issue. See, and, and and this is why it's very difficult sometimes to listen to a coach. Because he's saying there's a problem with the low post. Why is there a problem in the low post? Because you're not a low post team. You're not a low post team. You're not. That's not your you job. Play iso- you play not- isolation ball. And you play iso ball. So don't tell me, oh, yeah, they're, they're struggling there. Of course they're going to struggle because that's not their game. That's not their game. That's well, clearly three points at their game right now because three points are getting fucked over on. So three right, points at their game. Down low's not their game. What's their game? I, th- I well, think personally, I think they no, should no, have no, a guy like No, no, let Pride explain that. Pride, their right. three-point game is for shit. Their low-point game is for shit. Where exactly is their game? That's when you end up trying to utilize something called mid-range. Okay. That That's... Like again, you have you got guys who can hit mid-range shots. You have that. You don't have someone who could put his paint his paint to the his back to the basket and work the low block. You don't have that. But the mid-range, as we know in the NBA, doesn't truly exist unless you're in Chicago with the Rosen. <laughs> I mean, the three-point game and the low post game is pretty much primarily right. how both of these teams, not Golden State. Right, guys. Both of these teams live and die by the, either three. the three point or the low post. Right, and and that's the thing. Like again, when you look at it, they don't have like for instance, you're the two guys you're probably gonna have best 
probably Dwight Powell and, and probably Dorian Finney-Smith. Those are probably your two best guys you could put on the block. If those are the guys you're going – and, again, that's not their skill. That's not their forte because that's not what Dallas does. Dallas is an ISO running – They get it. So, da- so Dallas lost by nine. Dallas <laughs> right. lost by nine. Hold on. Time out now. Right. Well, here's some numbers now. Dallas lost by nine. Right. We had outscored the paint 48 to 34. That's a 12-point differential. Correct. My point is this. If they had somebody that could offer you some sort of rim protection, whether it be, you know, you trade. Obviously, Powell and Klebert are not giving the job done for you. So, you know, that's a moot point. So, you need somebody down low that can give you that. Maybe it's a Gobert who doesn't necessarily give you offense, but gives you defense and rim protection that can provide against that low post, whatever. And I'm not saying Gobert is the answer. Maybe maybe look at Aiden. Maybe look at DeAndre Ayton, who can give you this kind of sort of the same thing. Now, now if it's DeAndre Ayton, now that's a different conversation than perhaps. I know, I know what, what I'm saying is you need, all I'm you saying need is there's different options. Able. I'm not telling you to go get, but what I'm you saying is in the offseason, how are you that, not looking at those kinds of moves versus Zach Levine move? Because you need someone who can keep up with the running gun when Dallas goes on their fast breaks. Rudy Gobert won't keep up. Okay, so you got Zach Levine, Luka Doncic, and you think that's going to succeed themselves beyond Golden State right now? I, no, no, no. I'm yeah, out now. I'm out. I'm out. If you had, hold on, hold on. Pride. If you had Luka Doncic, if you had Zach Levine, Dinwiddie's on your squad, Powell's on your squad, Finney's on your squad. If you get, if you got that starting five, but you insert, you insert Zach Levine for Bronson. And then what? They right like right now? No, no. What, where are they at? If, they, if, you, if you inserted Zach Levine for Brunson, where would they be? Or what, what, are you talking about in the series? Or are you talking about right now? I, I'm just saying in general, in the series, whatever. They, however you want to look at it, I'm just saying how much better. Okay, no, no. Let's put it this way. Oh, you're Talk about, talk Now you asked. I'm gonna let me give you this scenario. Go ahead, go ahead, if go they had, okay, take Brunson out of the equation. Uh-huh. Insert Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Don, it'd be Zach Levine, Doncic, and then it'd be Powell, Finney, and yep. and so forth. Yeah. How are they? That much better against Golden State Warriors. So, so, so basically, replace uh, replace Jalen Brunson. We're just taking Brunson out and Zach inserting Levine. Zach Levine because you're not gonna take Doncic out. I think right now they're up two one. I think they still lose that gate that that game one where they got smacked. I think they still lose that. I don't think they lose game two. I don't think they choke that lead. And the same thing with game three. I don't think they do that. Okay. That's just me. Okay. I mean, hey, no, no, that's not bad. I, Man, you, I, I, I think it'd be a two one. I'm not condemning you. If, if, hey, I get it. I, I, I'll put it to you this way. With, with Zach Levine, they beat the Jazz in five. They would beat the Suns in six. And then maybe fall to go to state in seven. So would you – okay, so at the end of the day, what I'm getting at, and I think and I think you kind of understand it. I, look, Zach Levine's a great player. Nobody can nobody gonna dispute Zach Levine. But without that low post presence, would you still say that that's Dallas's number one weakness? Is there a low post? To an extent. 
because you, you know who else struggles in low post? Golden State, who gives a shit, right? Like, but at the same time, they do have Draymond Green and Mitch Wiggins. I mean, that's a pretty formidable kind of out of the box circumstance. And it's the same Draymond Green who 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 lets other centers. But watch this. But okay, okay, say what you will. But I mean, but who else out there is going to give you what Golden State's got right now? Because Golden State has a very powerful death squad too, and I don't think that's the normal. I don't think what what the Golden State has. I don't think is the normal. But but that's what I'm saying. Golden State put out the blueprint. Now, well, if Mark you go Jackson, out there and Mark you get, Jackson put out the uh, yeah, blueprint. Oh, yeah, yeah, Let's, yeah. Mark Jackson, you're, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because it, it definitely was Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson gave the world the blueprint. Like, all right, if you have your, you know, you have a, um, a ball dominant guard, he, he, as long as he has a respectable jump shot, you'll be fine. You can then go and put him, put him out there with another guard who can jump shot. Doesn't need dribble, but but instead he he focuses his attention on defense. You got that. You now like like Dallas is trying to do that. They're trying to play positionless basketball. Yeah, it's working for them. It's working, which is why I don't think it's a smart idea for them to try to go get a a big man that can't keep up with their tempo. If so you're so what you're saying is go you want Dallas it. to stay with low post. You're basically want Dallas to stay with small ball and try to right. recreate what Golden State did. Which you know is not going to happen. What, what, uh, yes and no. But I want to say this real quick. Before you say that, I want to make this quick statement. Right now, uh, Ham, Stotts, Atkinson, and, well, now Juwan Howard has – basically taking himself out of the equation or in alignment for the Lakers job, would you not then look and say like, hey, Mark Jackson, hello, motherfucker. Maybe you should be the guy for our job. I'm just going to put that out there real quick. I'm with you. Okay, go ahead. I, I, 100%. I'm, I'm 100% there with you. I I, I, I would have called him. I would have. I'd be a Mark Jackson's fucking ear right now because there's no way in hell Atkinson, who has no head coaching experience, Juwan Howard, who has no head coaching experience, and Stotts, who has good experience in, in 13 years, but yet has a 518 playoff record. Yeah, get the hell out of here. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm bringing in Mark Jackson. You don't, you don't even need a basketball savant in that locker room. Yeah. At the, that, the, what you, what's first and foremost on that list for the Lakers head coach in vacancy, who's going to take no shit? From nobody, from LeBron. no matter what, and it's gonna be Mark Jackson. I don't care. I don't care if it's LeBron who's upset with me. I don't care if it's Anthony Davis who's upset with me. If we still have him, I don't care if it's Russell Westbrook. I don't yeah. care who's upset. They need to go to the front office and say, "Here's my plan." Are y'all with me or against me? You're against me. Yeah. Goodbye. And I. And see I'll, you later. You see, what I'm saying. So yeah, that, that's definitely what they need. But before we hop off here. Before we hop off, because Yuki yeah. thinks I'm scared to talk about it. I'm not. Yeah. There were just <laughs> other things pertaining in the bathroom. Can I say one thing? Please, with, the floor's yours. With the Dallas Mavericks, another move. A move. I like the Levine move, but I think they should bring in Levine and then bring in a guy like Miles Turner, who's a bigger guy I that can shoot, that that can shoot well. the three. He can run that's the fine. court, and he's he's a good defensive guy. Good defense again. Guy. Again, that's a great name because that's a – again, you're now going to what Jay McLevin is saying. You're going with size, but he can keep up. And he likes to play on the perimeter. 
Yeah. Exactly. So if, well, if let's be honest, what is like one that, that Miami doesn't have? Let's be honest. What is it that Miami doesn't have? Size, size, and then you throw it out of bio who had one game, but put in a freaking turn. Put in whatever you put in a tie. I mean, look, out of bio, are you freaking kidding me? Come on, Celtics tonight. Let's go, baby. Shit. But um uh he at Celtics, Jay McLovin, who do you got winning? Nah, I'm listen. What they know about Tatum, what they know about Brown, what they know about Smart, what they know about my boy Grant Williams coming off the bench. Look, you okay, you got him last night. Okay, we're going to give you that. It is what it is. We can't take it back. There is no Williams tonight. He's day-to-day. I do expect Smart to play. Um, I don't know how effective uh, Lam- or, or, or Lowry is going to be off the bench. He, I do expect him to play. Who? I expect also Lowry. And yes, also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, and then you got Tucker, who is the other guy with the mid-thigh bruise. Both of those guys are playing somewhat less than 100%. But at the same time, correct me if I'm wrong, Pride, but that game is in Boston, correct? So tonight is a two-to-two tie-up. Am I right? Correct. So I do expect Boston to tie tonight's game up, and then let's see what happens in the 1-1-1 playoffs as we go forward from there. All right. Nate, who you got? If the Celtics win tonight, well, one of the things they have to take care of, and, and it's the reason why they lost yesterday. They Nate, are you in an auto mechanic shop? They have to stop turning off over the ball. Nate, you don't understand. I was, I didn't even see the game, but I saw because I was, I was so sick. And I, saw, I was, I rewatched it. Like I, I was, I was like, at some point, you can't tell me we won the win. I'm convinced we won the lose. Swear to God. Because there's no way you turn the ball over that many that amount of time in the most simplest plays, man. Dude, and it's the most simplest play. It's not even not, not like Miami's defense was suffocating. It was lazy passes. It, it, it was lazy, sloppy passes. Like, what are we doing, man? Miami turned over the ball. Both games nine that they lost was like that. Yes. Miami turned over the ball nine times that game. It was 23 for Boston. You said Gaga. I heard him say caca, pride. Yeah. I heard you say that. Yeah, I no, he's right. I only heard Jerry yeah. say caca. <laughs> he's told me how it is. He's right. It is caca, kid. I don't know what they teach. Whoa. At the whoa, 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 whoa. Did I hear it, bro? Well, that little baby just hold said caca. Come on. Whoa, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I, I got this one off. Hold on. I got to slip it on. Nate, did you just come on my show and disrespect me? <laughs> I just said, I just Who's said, if Boston continues to do the same thing, no, 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 Nate, you need to pick a winner for tonight. Boston or Miami? Yeah, pick a winner, Nate. Don't bullshit around like Miami. you do the normal teams. Say it again. Miami. And I, oh, by the way, Nate, if you pick the wrong team, come tonight <laughs> into tomorrow, I'm going to so fucking crucify you. Yo, this dude pick Miami. This dude pick Miami. Yo, Nate, Boston pick Miami. Stop turning over the ball. On my show, you know, there's no money, Nate. It's all about reputation. Nate, tonight it's all about reputation. There's no money. Pick your fucking team and see if I don't crucify you come tomorrow. He picked Miami. He picked Miami. Yeah, I did. He did. Okay, so Nate is on the board for Miami. 
Nate. Oh God, Nate! I can't what wait the- till this game is over with. But go ahead, Miami. Nate, uh, Chris. Uh, I have the Celtics because uh, honestly, the Celtics. Of course you do because you don't want crucifixion. No, the Celtics have outplayed the Heat other than one quarter in the one game, and then you all the three, that too? They, didn't, they came back from to what twenty six down and got within one point, and yeah. then started turning the ball over again. If, if they just clean up the turnovers, I, the Celtics, to me have the more talented team. They they have the size advantage. They just have, they just got, it's going to come down to some of these injuries. But I did see that a few minutes ago, a report came out that. Uh, they're more. They're, they think William, Williams is more likely to play than Smart. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Absolutely, Sorry, absolutely. Um, look, Boston. Uh, Boston's winning three in a row, so it's Boston and six. We're chilling. We're vibing. And the Reds. The Reds can't lose this game. Yo, I saw. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw that uh, you shared something. Uh, I think it was yesterday that the Reds won. I was like, good for him. I was like, oh, I'm happy. Like, he said it. Like hey, seven of the hey, last hey, ten. Hey, yeah, I was like, you hey, can't lose this one. It's one enough at the top of the first and two outs. I don't know. Hey, I'll never hear the end of it from my girl if they, because she's a big Cubs fan. So, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Hold on, come on, come on, come on! Breaking news! Breaking news! Right now, Chicago four. To zero over the Reds. Oh, yeah, you're losing no, tonight. Oh shit! No, it's four. You just spoiled. He's getting ready to hit a three-run homer. Hey, <laughs> hey. Damn it! It was one nothing, and he said, "That's like no, it ain't." And then three-run homer. Hey, listen. Hey, your girl's got bragging rights tonight. Your girlfriend's got bragging rights. That I took her to a game for her birthday a couple of years ago. She's a uh, big club, <laughs> but we went to Cincinnati. We went to Cincinnati because it's a lot closer than one hour to Chicago, mm-hmm. and the Reds just killed the Cubs that day. And of course, I'm lo- I'm loving it the whole time. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm trying to see. Wait, I bet you she, she's probably. I bet you she texts me. She's she'll have it on her phone at work, keeping track. Hey, of you school. know what? I'm, hey, listen, Gonzo. I'm just yeah. giving you the heads up. I'm about to find out who your fiance, wife, whatever. I'm about to find out who she is, and I'm going to Facebook friend her so I can give her Cubs and Reds updates. Just so oh, we can get on the same page. She just she oh. just messaged me. Said for nothing. <laughs> she, <laughs> what a goat. What a goat. Yo, that's funny right there, yo. That's the only sport she cares. That's the only sport she even pays attention to. And it's it's baseball and the Cubs. Yep. <coughs> but I'm <coughs> I am dying. Do not copy me. <laughs> Is that AD over there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. This was AD. Say what up? Yeah, but are you are you Anthony Davis? Say hi. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Anthony Davis. Hi, Anthony Davis. How, how old is he, Pride? He's one. I'm one? about to say he can't be more than one. He's he fresh out of the womb. He still got the umbilical cord tied around to his buddy. <laughs> I have, I have a six month, the six month old grandson. I keep forgetting your old. Yeah, well, when yeah. he said his hey, age, Chris I was like, damn, I got a kid older than you. <laughs> hey, watch this. Hey, Pride, watch this. Leave me, watch it. Watch this, Pride. Ready? Are you ready for this? God, oh, Chris is old. He's like 43. I'm 49. But damn, I look good for my age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're old, too. 
Nate, I can't call you old because I'm older. Man, they ain't. Hey, listen, I got condoms in my drawer, literally, that are probably older than Nate. Because Nate hasn't even hit 21 yet. Look, this beer is older than Nate right now. <laughs> Nate, yo, Nate, Nate, hold on. Hold on, Nate, hold on. Hold on. I think there's only two people in this network that are younger than Nate. It ain't. There's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> hey, Nate say, hey, listen, Nate's so young, he's ready to go to prom. <laughs> Nate, I did not realize you were only 20. Jeez, Nate. Yeah, yeah Nate, Nate's, a, Nate's mom, a baby. A he's just a baby. Yeah, cause isn't a mom like 19? 19, yeah. Yeah, and I, I know Landon is like 17. I think he's 16. Sixteen. Wait, are you are, are you in your parents like like auto garage or something? Yeah, uh, I'm in my own room. That's your personal room. Yeah. And well, wait a minute. Doors behind you, but it looked like you were like in a garage or something. Okay. Anyway, just curious. Dude, that's lit. Yes, you have your own. You have your basically your own entrance in and out of the house. Then know you. <laughs> yeah. Nate. 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 <laughs> Nate. Nate. Nate, Nate, let's start. Let's start asking some hard hitting questions. Have you Woo! ever? Can we go, Nate? After dark? Hey, is this pride takes after dark? Prideful takes after dark. Nate, have you ever used those doors to? I don't know. Invite some unknown company. No. <laughs> Nate, Nate, he couldn't even look at the Nate, camera. He couldn't even look at the camera. We got him. We got him. We got him. We got him. Nate, Nate, have you ever thought about bringing an unknown company over to those doors? No. Nate, see? Nate, Nate, the video monitor that you're currently looking at us through has mm. there ever been? Let's just say some. Rather, uh, after dark material come through those 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 windows. No, <laughs> you're a freaking weirdo, Nate. Nate. <laughs> Nate. <coughs> oh, dude. Hey, when I, when I was that age, I'd love to have doors that let in and out of my room. No, no, <laughs> what? no. You know what? I, I was, I, right I was upstairs because, like, I yeah. no, 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 Nate, Nate, we convert the attic to room. Nate, if I flew in, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Nate. If I flew into Washington and I came to your domicile or wherever it is you make your encampment. Would you then go to a let's just say strip joint? Would you go to one of those with me? Nope. Nate. What the fuck Nate. are you? Are you like a? Are you? Are you like? Are, no, for real. No, nah, no bullshit, nah, Nate. Are you? Are you on your way to priesthood? Have you sold your soul to that level? Nate. Yeah. I don't Nate. know. Maybe Nate could be a priest. I don't know. No, nah, you know what? That's it. I want to be on his best Chris, I'm asking him. I'm asking the hard hitting question. I said, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the game. Nate, how many filmers have walked through that door and you pleased them? Let's go, Nate. I need, I want answers and I want them now. None. Zero. No, no, he answered it. He literally has not looked at porn. He literally has not had women walk through the door. He literally does not want women to walk through the door. I'm Nate. just saying, Nate, no, no. There is only two, oh, one or two possibilities for Nate. Either A, Nate is asexual. Or B, Nate is just on the spectrum to where he needs a job coach. No, nah. you know which one, one it is. is. 
You want to know what it woman. is? No, no I, I, I want Nate. Now, I want Nate to tell me which one it is. No, I'm gonna tell you. It's C. Nate gets so much choke that he just forgets, bro. No, is that it? My okay, guy, okay. Yo, Chris, well, no, my guy, he's Nate, drowning in choke, bro. Nate, you get so much pussy. Nate, do you get so much pussy that you just forget? <laughs> Nate, do you have the crabs? Have you ever had the crabs? Oh, Nate, do you know what the crabs are? Oh, <laughs> hey. Hey, my oh, point is this. Hey, hey man, I love Nate. Nate, this. Oh, shit, this is live. <laughs> See, I did not know that. I What, that we were live? I didn't know we were live either. I thought we were growing Nate off camera. Oh, shit, my bad. I said okay. it. I said it live. Oh so shit! Nate, no, 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 no! Hold on, Pride. Hold on, Gonzo. Nate just said a whole mouthful without Nate saying it. Nate is a Mormon. Now, check me if I'm wrong, and I know at least a little bit about the Mormon religion. Is that Mormons have more than one wives? So Nate should have a whole fucking harem, a pussy around him. Nate, I know about Mormon religion. I know about it, Nate, to the extent that's more than probably what I should know. That means you should have a whole harem of vagina around you. What is your problem? A long time ago, we practiced point me. Ah, no, motherfucker. That shit still flows down the line. A long time ago. <laughs> so what is it now, Nate? What what exactly is the the thought process of the more? Or no, okay. Nate, let me ask you a question. It's just a very simple question. It is, it's not in my damn business, but it is my curiosity from an educational perspective on a Mormonistic personality. Is it you just wanting to wait for the right person? Is that why you have not said because you're waiting for the right woman to come into your life that has the perfect yes. value system that you share? Mm. Yes. Mm. That's the answer. No, and, I, and that's okay. No, first of all, let me just say, Nate, that's perfectly, that's a great answer. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. At least you know she won't have the crabs. You won't have the crabs. And you will have a good monogamous relationship with each other pending um, whatever calf or steer or sheep has to be sacrificed at the wedding. Ignore him. <laughs> Ignore him. Oh, man. And almost two hours. Jeez, I'm going to get beat up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been ASAP. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. That's oh, awesome. wow. It's been such a long episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, time out. No, no, hold on, time out. Since we are on the ASAP and he let it come out of his mouth, I'm going to ask the question anyway. Can you please tell the public when we can expect Pride back on ASAP? <laughs> well, first and foremost, I got to get the kids in um, in daycare. That's basically what we're waiting for. Because once we get them in daycare, everything like I'll be able to. Because basically, my fiance's concern is like when I do it, that I'm out watching the kids. Yeah, you are. Now, they're right there next to you. Right, but she still doesn't feel fully comfortable with that. So put a fucking piece of uh, <laughs> uh, gorilla tape to their hands and their hands and your hand. They're good. Well, I, I, the original plan, I duct taped my daughter to my back and my son to my front. 
But no, that was bad. We don't have a problem with you duct taping your kids to the front and back. As a matter of fact, if anything, we all have eyes on them, not just you. Oh, God, he just punched me. I'm going to beat you up. Is that AD or Braun? This is AD. Braun is in the is in the kitchen with her mother. Oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure where Braun was, but I knew AD was close by. Say hi. Oh. I love, the cur- I love the curly hair. Oh, my God, bro. I love it, too. Hey, you, know, you, know that pride, you know that wasn't pride genetics? Hey, no way. No way. With this atrocity? No way. <laughs> That's straight mother's hair. Mother- yeah, nah, bro. They're the curls. I got a, I got a little six-year-old niece, and her hair's, hair's real, real curly like that, man. Yeah, I love yeah, it. And my, my daughter is the same way. She's the same exact way. And it's... Uh, I didn't have no uh-uh. girls. I, I had one boy, and, I, and that was it. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, nah, I got one boy, one girl. My fiance's like, oh, yeah, I want more. I'm like, more what? <laughs> more what? More clothes? We can, we can go shopping. We, we can do that. Oh, I'm damn. Like, what, what, more food? We, we, you know, we, we can go. Well, I should say I only have one biological, because I have two girls that are my girls' daughters, and then another, she has a boy. So <laughs> we have four all together, but they're all grown. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Two younger brothers. Youngest, yeah, I got I got two younger ones that I hate. Hey guys, listen. Youngest not to be a damper on daughters and moods, but I've got about five minutes of sobriety left in me. Can we please hurry that show up along a little bit? All right, fine. We will wrap it up. Nate, (laughs) plug yourself. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me every Saturday. I do a very very late night show. Uh, sports status uh, every Saturday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so midnight at the Central Time Zone. Um, one, also, one I am basically at the moment because I work at a uh, fast food uh, fast food place. I don't really have a specific schedule, so I've been floating around from show to show. So what are you trying to tell me, man? In between quarter pounders, I can fucking catch a show? What the fuck are you saying? What, what fast I'm just food saying that even though I work part time, it's not a. Okay, uh, so next show is is freaking spontaneous. Actually, my next, okay. my next show is going to be bringing your old show in just Ooh. a few minutes. Ooh. And we love Nate the Great. Hey Nate, I love you, man. I do. I love you, brother, man. I really do, and I appreciate your value system. I really. I hope that my daughter um, hears your value system and, and adheres to it. But I did give her some condoms and some growth control, so we'll see if she does or not. <laughs> uh, Gonzo, obviously, you got just to... All right, LeBron, what's going on? Find me at Gonzo oh, Sports sh- Room, or you can find me on the ASAP Network. Uh, Easy Money and Sports Betting Shows on the ASAP Network. Also, I'm on the ASAP Afternoon Morning Show, Afternoon Show. So, and then I'll be live tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern with my sports talk show, uh, Gonzo Sports Room. Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah, LeBron's here. <laughs> Say hi. Also, uh, oh, yeah. um, I'm also part of the Minds of Creativity Network. Do a show every, uh, mostly every Thursday evening called With Great Power. It's a superhero podcast. Um, you guys can find that every Thursday evening um, at around 7 uh, <coughs> around seven to eight, uh, Pacific Standard Time, or I would go later if I worked that day. Neat. Mm. Uh, Jay McLovin, 
I know you have a guest on Unscripted coming up. Yes, I do. First of all, I just want to say, Gonzo, you're a dick. We're not saying that you are on Unscripted uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays with us. It's and okay. Saturday this week. <laughs> hey, look, no, for real. Hey, we are very, very, very fortunate. We are. I, look, we are very fortunate to have Gonzo on our show Tuesdays and Thursdays when he's able to make it. Um, the guy brings a lot of freaking content. He's very, very smart. And Gonzo, I love you. And you know I freaking love your ass. Um, and Nate, I love you too. Pride, God knows I love your ass. Um, but, yeah, but hey, listen, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you catch us on 7 p.m. Eastern time on the ASAP Sports Network. We're unscripted. Um, two announcements real quick to make. One is going to be on uh, June 5th, yeah, June 5th, we have, uh, which is this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern will be Robert Duran Jr. on the show, the son of Roberto Duran, the famous boxing heavyweight or lightweight, whatever. And so he'll be on our show to talk boxing and, and what he has going on in his future. Also, we will have Jim Jeffcoat, the defensive end, uh, for the uh, Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills in the 90s. Uh, he'll be on us, I believe, the first or second weekend of July, uh, talking sports. So, again, a lot of stuff going on in the scripted. Check us out, again, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, and Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Pride, for having me on the show. God, I love this place. So, first of all, gentlemen, thank you for being here. It's okay, LeBron. I know, LeBron. I know. Appreciate you guys being here. Always a pleasure. Always, always great to be able to see your beautiful faces. Okay, I love coming on. Come on anytime. Just hit me up. Of course, of course. My door's always open. So if you guys just want to hop on, you'll let me know. And I will make it happen. Because I love you guys. My goal one day is to be you guys. Shut your mouth. If you're trying That's to be Nate, I, I can tell you, you've already surpassed <laughs> that shit. Go ahead and try to be Gonzo if you want. Gonzo's pretty tough. Me? Hey, look, you give me a Happy Meal, you probably eclipse me. So, Nate, don't feel bad. A Happy Meal, you're probably better than me. So, shut your mouth. Real quick, Chris, just one more time for me. One more time for me. I love you, Nate. Oh, one more time. Yes, sir! Mm. It's like, and it's funny because every time he does it, it looks like your your beer's gonna get. Can I just say? Can I just say? Look, I've got a high school high school year old daughter, and if she even meets somebody on the sexual qualification of Nate, I would be so happy. <laughs> Nate's a stud. Stop. Hey, we'll have some, UFC, some more UFCs coming up soon. Just, yeah, I shouldn't say that, Nate, but I'm sorry. I love you, buddy. Yeah, um, I know you were sick. Did you watch any of that one last Saturday? Hey, I know the Usos beat was, RK hey, Blue. Hey, listen, no, for real. Hey, let me ask you another question. Hey, Gonzo, this may be, and I don't know, Pride, <laughs> you're you're a wrestling guy, Nate. Maybe you're a wrestling guy. I don't know your extensive uh involvement in this, but we also know that RK Bro lost to the Usos and lost their tag team challenges. What does that mean going forward for RK Bro? They're probably going to be attacking for a little while, then they'll split up. 
Because what, that's I don't the other one I'm getting at. So have we seen basically that the, that the Usos won? Are we now seeing the separation now, or at least the soon-to-be separation of RK Bro number one and number two? How do you think they will separate? I I, I think it's just going to be a uh, honestly. I would hope it's a riddle heel turn. That's what I hope too is a riddle heel turn. Because I feel like I feel like it'll be kind of. I don't know if I'll feel. I feel like it would be kind of nice to have him come out in leather, in like straight black. I'm, I'm right? actually with boots. I'm a big fan. Of no, that no, no. But what I'm saying is, so you guys have obviously <laughs> both you guys have RK Bros splitting up, and do you have RK Bros splitting up amicably, or do you have RK Bros splitting up to where <laughs> Little and Orton have issues between the two of them? They're gonna have issues, basically like Rhea issues. Ripley and Liv Morgan. Where like where they, started losing, where they started losing, and then as time went on, they kind of just like. I hope they go you know, a, rid- riddle, a riddle, riddle hill turn, just because I think a Orton hill turn is just too predictable at this point. Too predictable, yeah. yeah. So how do you think it turns? What do you think? What do you think happens with Orton going forward, and what do you think happens with Riddle going forward in terms of WWE? I think well, they'll they get a hill turn. They might have uh, Orton and Riddle go, uh, going on a program against each other for a little while. I kind of wanted uh, I I could understand why they separated Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan because I think that uh, they're they're trying to get like more more and more stables and I really like the stables that both both those two are are in so I I just think that it I wish that it would have happened a little later but I can see why they made that move. Okay, so from what I understand for you guys is, and I get kind of why they live Morgan and Rhea Ripley. I kind of get why they went their separate directions. Um, with, you know, RK Bro and Orton and Riddle going their separate directions. And to me, that seems a little weird. But you think that Riddle's going to go his separate direction and Orton's going to go his separate direction. And if that's the case, then what's the next big-time uh, tag team matchups to, that's going to go up against the Usos? To reclaim that matchup or that tag team, uh, I think, honestly, I think there's gonna be a a, a long edge and Damian Priest. I don't think so, not yet. But I'm not, not yet, not yet. I think at this point they'll just start start throwing randoms in there to be like, oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Like and I think they're gonna like move Alpha. Up. I think Go they're gonna move up some of the uh, uh, like the Creed brothers and some of them guys from yeah. NXT to, to eventually just put the, to get them going in the, that tag team division. Yeah. Let me ask, okay, let's go one step further. Why did Vince McMahon not wait until SummerSlam and build it up to have this type of match? I think that's too long. You think so? Because there's a lot of buildup and a lot of, you know, Remember, emotion they can put into it. Yeah, but they've been building this up for way too long. There's only so much talking you can do. Before you actually do it, but why do it on freaking SmackDown? Why not do it at, at, at a pay per view versus a regular? I would have done it. Um, I would have done that WrestleMania Backlash. That's what that's I'm saying. What I but why not do it there versus SmackDown or Raw? Why not have it on a pay per view? You know, why do it then? That's what's so weird to me. Maybe to bump up ratings for for, for SmackDown. I don't know. God's it also, it was also awkward. It was also awkward how they had Michael Cole oh, read the that was statement. Awkward. Dude, it was so awkward. You see Pat McAfee's face? Dude, I yeah. was about to say, like, you, just you know there. it's bad. 
I don't know about you guys. You know it's bad when after a Michael Cole promo, Pat McAfee doesn't say shit. Yeah. He usually yeah. has like a zinger or a one-liner or something that he adds in. Like the fact that he said nothing. And he just set like, a weird look on his face. It was like, like this awkward where he's just like, this is like, like this is the first time I didn't want to be here. And you could tell Michael, <laughs> you could tell Michael, you could tell Michael Cole didn't want to talk about it either. Yeah. <clears throat> You can hear, like, and, and, and Corey Graves, when he mentioned it, like, you can just hear, like, the script. Like, they, they didn't want to say it, but you could tell that they were like, you're going to. And they were like, all right. And then you can just hear them, like, like oh, man. It was- Do you think at, at some point with their investment man's office talking about all this, that there's not issues coming up and being brought about? And what are the investment man's responses to all of that? He don't care. Go figure it out. That's why I pay him. Wow. Some good shit. Let me ask you this. If you're okay, so let's take it from a different perspective. Pride, Chris, you guys are obviously very well respected. And and not Nate, I don't know your wrestling background, but I'm gonna throw you in there too because I'm sure you probably have some good. So it sounds like I he's big I don't have a very big strong wrestling background, so I, I'm a little ignorant uh, in the wrestling world. But let me ask you this. If you're Vince McMahon, uh-huh. both of you guys, if you're Vince McMahon and you know you're getting ready to go through, you know, SmackDown and you got Usos and you RK bro, do you give RK or do you give the Usos a championship over RK bro? Do you think that's really the best storyline to go with just because no. they're bloodline and it looks good? Or do you go opposite? No, I, I would, I would, I would go with them. You would go with bloodline? I would. They're so hot. Bloodline's so hot right now. Not only yeah. that, you can't sit there and have Paul Heyman say, if you lose, you're out of the family, basically. Yeah. You can't do that and have them lose because now, remember, a lot of the wins from Roman Reigns come from Uso interference. Okay, but let me ask this. But based, on that, but based on that pride, based on that, if you lose, you're out of the bloodline, this, that, that. I, if I'm Vincent, man, I almost kind of want them to go the opposite direction because of the rabbit holes. Hold on. Because of the rabbit holes and the storyline that we can develop Not that yet. much further. Not yet, because this, you can still milk out the bloodline a little more. This also was the first time that um, the Usos had beaten RK, bro. Uh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Didn't Riddle pin both of them in back to back weeks? Yep. Yeah. I well, think they've so. had, they've, they faced each and other, they, but they've lost for different reasons, both of them. To other competitions, so they haven't actually had a true RK bro or Uso no, 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 no. win. Uh, single matches, Riddle, Riddle beat uh, both Usos, didn't he? That's what I'm saying. In singles matches, it was one on Raw and one on SmackDown. I can't remember that, but I know he did be like he, he, he um, Riddle faced well, no, because when they went when they went last time, it was freaking uh, Usos and um, and what's his face. Uh, Roman Reigns versus uh, uh, God, who was it, man? Oh, uh, uh Dirk, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, and uh, RK Bro. So it was kind of like a whatever. There is one yeah. thing I did forget to announce. Be on the lookout. I think the Pope, the Pope, is going to be com- uh, coming on for a live interview here sometime uh, in the near future. Like okay, like and again, God, Nate, this is where I show my ignorance. How does the Pope? I, I'm gonna break it down for me. The Pope shit. Oh, Elijah Burke, the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Oh my god, bro. 
Dude, he should be in WWE. No, is he is he AEW? Is he WWE? Is he NXT? What exactly is the Pope? Right now, he came up TNA or NWA. Yeah, yeah, National Wrestling, uh, National Wrestling Alliance. It's where Nick Goldis, Jim Cornette used to be there. It's like NWA Power with three R's. He just wrestled. He just wrestled Cardona for the NWA Championship. Yes, a few weeks ago. But he used to be in WWE. He's been in. But but hold on, but Lonzo, like what I'm saying is, like oh, what I'm saying is, you're telling us to be on a lookout for Pope with NWA. What are we looking out for Pope going forward? No, he's going. I was just saying, be on the lookout. He's going to be on my show for live interview. Well, he's going to be on his show. Yes. Okay. 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 That's going to be lit. But all right, let's wrap it yeah, up. That's pretty badass. What is this? Don't have the exact date yet. We're still work, we're working it out, but. After talking to him last Saturday and everything, he said he said he would come on and we're just working on a date and getting everything set up. All right, yeah, there's keep us scripted in the loop. We'll definitely probably oh, yeah. make an appearance there, for that. There is one more thing I forgot to announce, too. Go ahead, man. um, you're gay, so, nobody knows about it, but okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, um, so in the next <laughs> couple of days, uh, there's gonna there's a show on, on the ESPN network, uh, ESPN Asheville, um. Called uh, called um, the Sportsocracy. Uh, you're, talking, you're talking about you're talking about Green uh, Jim yeah, Green and his, yeah. his thing. I'm gonna be on the show. Sportsocracy. Okay. Whoa, you I'm said gonna you're gonna be on, on the show. Huh? I'm gonna be on his show. Nice. Really? Uh huh. Cool. That's he needed a Denver Broncos analyst, so I'm gonna be uh, talking about the Broncos on his show for a little bit. I'll have to shoot him a DM. Me and me and old boy hug. He came down to Tybee Island not too long ago and we hung out. And we had a good. Hey, hey, listen. If y'all don't know, Mr. Green with Sportsocracy, he's an ESPN contractor uh, person. Um, amazing guy, good guy, and uh, a lot of fun to have beers with. But yeah, Nate, man. Hell yeah. Okay, that's what Sportsocracy. I gotta be honest with you. Hey, look, if you guys want to hear some good content, no bullshit. I'm not an endorsement person. I'm not paid to say this, but sportsocracy is, you know, he knows his shit. Absolutely. Go ahead. I gotta get, I gotta get down to, I agree on a lot of things. I gotta get yeah. down to Georgia and, ha- and drink some beer with uh, Jay. That's why I, I need to be. Man, you come that. down, pride, pride. And, and the thing about it is, I can tell Pride to bring his ass and his girlfriend and his two sons, A, B, and LeBron. Down here, man, <laughs> for some reason, that, you know what? He go to fucking Connecticut, but he can't come a, a, a couple hours south to come see me. So I don't fucking know. Maybe it's because I'm a white Caucasian. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Prideful Takes Podcast. Nate, Chris, Jay McLovin, thank you guys for being here. Greatly appreciate it. It is your boy Pride. I'll be back here on Wednesday. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Oh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the chew on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Due to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.